Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's Sunday night, time for a street fight, and we're taking your calls. The line is open. The number dial to dial is 614-655-3887. Listen to us live on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You can even see us as we answer the calls. You can jump in the chat, see what's going on. Uh, we are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We're going to keep doing this thing as long as we can. Every single Wednesday and Sunday night, we record Street Fight. Uh, if you don't want to watch it live, you can always subscribe uh, as a podcast on Spotify, Google Play, Apple iTunes, all that stuff. Look for Street Fight Radio. We are going nine years strong at this thing. Continue to spread this mess across the U.S. the best that we can. And uh, it's all because of all y'all that listen. That's the only reason that we can do this uh, with your support and help. So head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio if you want more and if you want to support the show and you like that we don't do advertisements or try to sell you mattresses and shit like that, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. $5 a month will get you access to premium audio, digital zines, and bonus video content. So head over there. Uh, if you want more of what we do, my name is Brett and my co-host is Brian. You ready to do this thing? Fuck yeah. Yes. Let's do a fucking call-in show. I had something happen like an hour or so before we went to record that I thought I would, we could talk about for a minute because I thought it was very funny. Okay. This woman who's running as a Republican in Washington, uh, state. Okay. Amber Krabach. She tweeted out, "Hey, Justice Department." And she added the Justice Department. So she's telling the she's telling, okay? Uh, my grocery store has been out of flour for a month. Are people hoarding it? Why are Antifa slash communist groups giving away three thousand pounds of it suddenly? And uh, she quote tweets this tweet that says, "Please tell your friends, neighbors, and community members to come out and grab some flour. We are looking to distribute it in large amounts if possible. We have a ton in stock." Okay. So uh, it looks like uh, maybe they made a bulk buy from uh, Bob's Red Mill, or I or like Bob's Red Mill sent it to them. the The Portland Food Co op has it. Okay, got their hands on is it. Is that Antifa or is that the Portland Food Co Co op? It says port. It comes from. Well, she said Antifa. That's right? what I mean. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. it says who it it's is. It's called Symbiosis PDX, and it is a group. We are a local municipal federation focused. But these are anarchists for sure. Focused on building a revolutionary dual power here in Portland, block by block. Partner organization of Symbiosis Red. So okay, this is the group. They have about three thousand powers pa- pounds of flour. The anti- and they're just Antifa the- stole it in a heist to take away flour from bread-loving Americans. Well, now she's like being like, how'd they get it? You know, are they hoarding it? Can we call the FBI on these people? Because Man. they are handing it out for free, which is not the moral thing to do. Right. Seems to me the moral thing to do, send it to the damn grocery store so somebody can make a profit off this stuff. Yeah, you have to report it. You have to report any <laughs> transactions where people aren't making money off of things. It's very suspicious. But she has been defending herself now for an hour on online and it is so fucking funny to me to watch to to watch this person like I I uh what did she say? Um 
She says something about like, uh, uh, well, it's nice that they're giving it away to poor people, but they're also keeping other poor people from accessing it. And it's like, eh, not as much as the grocery store is. Though. Yeah, I think the grocery <laughs> store does that. <laughs> I, I mean, more. free is less than the grocery store charges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got a lot of flour, though, man. I'm pretty impressed with it, actually. They got corn flour. They got potato flour. It's a lot of flour. 3,000 pounds is a shit ton of flour. And they're doing mutual aid. It's really fucking neat, man. And uh, Yeah, if they're going to get rid of it, who cares? Of course, some Republican person running for the government is like, this is gross. This is bad. This is one of those times, though, where it's like, Generally, when these people decide to comment on something that a communist group's doing or, or a revolutionary or leftist group is doing, they really only comment on, like, if we're throwing horse cum on the police or something yeah. like that, you know? But this time... Or speculate. It's just speculations that some conservative reporter made up about us. Like, <laughs> what are they out here shitting on cars for? It's like, <laughs> no one's shitting on cars. <laughs> Why are they out here <laughs> shitting on cars? I wish people shat on cars. That one guy shit on a car, and he was great. Who? Occupy Wall Street guy? Wasn't there a guy that shit on a car <laughs> since we've been doing this show? Yeah, I he think just there's... stood on top of a cop car and took a fucking shit on a growler on it, a big doo-doo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah. I wonder what happened with him, if we can get him on the show. Probably when you, King like, of Antifa. Yeah, you just... I mean, I would have made him king of Antifa. I would love to get him on the TV show and just like just talk to him about the time he shit on a cop car. You know, buddy, you know what you did there? Brave. Uh, I had a weird thing happen to me yesterday. What's that? So when I take my walks, okay, they're pretty long walks and you have to pee. And during quarantine, you don't want to go indoors, right? Like you want to stay outside. As much as possible. So you have to pee when you're out walking around. You want to go find your little place in the bushes and just take a quick pee and get moving, right? Okay. Peeing. Where are you peeing at? Okay. So, like, I have a place back behind the LC, the, the Lifestyles Communities Pavilion, which is in a, a, a music venue in town. Uh-huh. If you go all the way down to the end of the street where the parking lot is, there's some trees and you can get good coverage and you can take a pee. Okay. That's one spot where I pee. There is a church in my neighborhood where right behind it is woods. I go there. I pee if I have to pee. Got okay. It. And uh, there's this spot on a trail that I walk, which is a biking trail. Multi-use, tra multi-purpose multi trail. Multi-purpose trail in, in, in Columbus. And I walk this trail a lot, and I'm, and there is this little area where instead of taking the concrete trail, you can walk off onto this uh, mulch, and it's just like a little circle turnaround. I don't even know why it's there, but there is a wooden fence with the two pieces of wood, and uh, there is a section that both of the pieces of wood go down diagonally. So it's not really, it's, you can step right over it, you know? Okay. So what I do is I step right over that. And then I walk down a hill that is like uh tree branches as steps sort of thing. Okay. If that makes sense. You know, how, not tree branch, tree, uh, tree roots. Okay. You know, where like a hill and you can walk down the tree roots and you get down to the bottom of the hill and you're standing next to the water nobody's going to come there. It's a very private place. And I pee and I pee there all the time. Never seen another person. Ne well, 
I have seen another person twice. Okay. Twice. And both times. So, yes. So, the first time I did this and saw a person, I got down there and there was a blanket. And there were people under it and it was moving up and down. Okay. Right? And I left. Didn't see anything. Also, in my brain, this is what I thought. Oh, that's the wind blowing that blanket. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Sure. That's the way. Yeah, Look at that, that was wind nothing. just, you know? Look at that wind go. <laughs> yeah. That was nothing. I just I just took off. I just left and I went somewhere else and peed. Yeah, that was just the motion of the ocean. Yeah. It was. <laughs> well, you know, funny thing is, like, a day after that, the blanket was hanging on a tree and the wind was blowing it. Uh, and then it made me think, like, oh, maybe that blanket was, sure. like, laying on the ground and the wind kind of caught under it. And I just saw it going up and down yeah. a little bit. That's what I thought. Yeah. Or that's what I told myself. Okay. Yesterday, I'm like, I got to fucking take a pee. I get there. I get almost all the way down the tree branch hill, which is kind of treacherous. You know, it's been raining yeah. here. and. And it's not like treacherous in that like it's dangerous. It's just like if you're walking down this hill, you could slip and you could fall. You want to be careful walking up and down this hill, you know, uh, to twist your ankle, something like that. I don't want to do that. I walk down, I get to the bottom of the hill and I look over and there is a man and a woman and they are fucking on the ground right next to the water and i like i did definitely know that they were having sex <laughs> they were definitely there okay. was like insertion all the stuff you saw happening. the whole thing I saw, well I, I mean i just i figured there was insertion <laughs> sure. and it wasn't like cinemax porno or anything because <laughs> yeah. they were like their parts were up against each other and yeah. they were doing that 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 bounce thing <laughs> and fuck dude I just turned around and ran as fast as I could up that hill and got away. I was did, so embarrassed. Did they notice you at all? I don't know. They were in the heat of passion. I do not know because, dude, as soon as I saw it happening, I was like, I have got to get the fuck out of here. This is not where I want to be. <laughs> you felt like you were near a bomb or something? Yeah, it did. It did. It was just, it's one of those things where, like, I get super embarrassed when I'm in a situation you know, my wife keeps saying, why did you get embarrassed? They should be embarrassed. And I'm like, I just am embarrassed by the whole thing. I don't know. I wish I didn't go there. I wish that didn't happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got to go back to that place again? You think? Yeah. You think? I mean, how often can people be fucking there? You'll Twice find, you'll find over out. Over a year. Uh, you'll find out. Over a year? This is over a whole year. I've seen it twice. So gotta, it's probably not a thing. Next time, the only move is you just got to take a pee like nothing's going on. You can't <laughs> let them take your spot. If they're going to fuck in your bathroom, you get to still use, you're going to use the toilet. Everybody kept, uh, people on Twitter were like, you should have just peed, man. Yeah. It's like they had their dicks out. Or, yeah, know, everybody has their dicks out. They <laughs> had everything out. You can do the same thing it's just like man that, God, yeah don't do this at this is a public park oh people and are then I start thinking about quarantine it. right right so then i start thinking about it and i'm like listeners uh turn this skip forward uh 30 seconds to a minute 
I remember every single time I had sex outside and I loved it. And uh, that's one of the other reasons I got away as quickly as I could because I was you just like so excited for this guy and this woman. You didn't want to ruin their moment? No, no. That's why I'm embarrassed. Yeah, about. fucking on the dirty ground is a lot of fun. And you, do not, <laughs> you never forget it. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you find you're like, you think that you're like a disgusting individual that was like, I'd lay on the ground and do it right now. And then you meet somebody that's like, I'll do it with you. And you're like, what? This is great. <laughs> this is the best idea. But man, I and then I started to get all judgmental on these people, right? Because I was like, "This is a public park, you know." Yeah, it's kind of, just don't. But one of the times I did it, I was at a public park too, you know. So it's just kind of like I was being a hypocrite about things. That's true. But I was like 20 and 18. I don't know how old these people were, but they looked like buttoned up types. You could, because they had sh shirts on and shit. You know what they I had mean? Oxford shirts on? Well, they had like collared, you know, the what? collared shirts, like the polo type shirts. And oh my. The, okay. Yeah. Well, no, I'm this. You not don't take your shirt off when you fuck outside. No, I know, I know. I know. I get it. I get it. But I just looked at them and thought like, this is somebody but I, I that didn't... worked at Huntington Bank or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? So you saw a pair of slacks around somebody's ankle. <laughs> yeah. You saw like the bottom of some, some fucking dress shoes. Some REI shit. They were wearing some like REI <laughs> oh, okay. clothes or something. They just looked like young professionals. And I was like, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. And then the, the, the main thing is, like, a lot of people are now saying affair. Yeah. Which is, like, it's either way, right? It's kind of like, yes, I now I get on their side if it's an affair because you can't go to a hotel. Yeah, you got to. You can't now, though. It's oh, just, right now you can't. You don't want right. to go to a hotel. They're now. cheap, though. I, right, I understand. But you don't want to be in one. That's true. You want to go back to your house. Yeah. But... I also think, like, some people are just, like, freaky-deaky people, man. Yeah, they probably like that you saw. They probably like, I hope they saw. I hope I got a good look. <laughs> I know. But I know. I watched real sex growing up through my whole teen years. I watched every real sex. So I know how people are, you know? Like, people love that shit. Sex? And normal people... Love it so much. Yeah. Like they, like normie, the, the, the phrase normie, you know, those people love the fuck, man. That is just like their whole existence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, uh, I don't know. That was a, that was a fucking thing though, man. I was like, yeah. shit, the thing I had about, to get away. You got to not get caught. The thing about that kind of stuff is you have to be the type, you just can't get caught. Yeah. And don't, I mean, walking down a path. You got to make your own path. You got to blaze your own trail. Tr thank you. When it comes thank to that you. stuff. Thank you. That's something I was thinking about, too. It's like, man, you know, it would. And But they did blaze their own trail. They did step over a fence to get there. Right. But it seems it seems pretty. I, I don't know. You said it was a mulched path. I it don't is even a know why it exists. Path. What? I, want, I have to see it now. I'll, I'll take you there sometime. Anytime. Maybe we'll see. Well, you let's getting... not. I'll bring up some popcorn. Now everybody's like, they're they're going to go fuck at the uh, mulch path. Yeah, at the mulch path. <laughs> Meet me at the mulch path. But but it's just like, I think it's for dogs. Oh, okay. I think you just take your little doggy back there and you let them run in a circle and then okay. come back. Or it's like an observation. Because they do work hard to get people to be able to look at the river. Which, by the way, the river's disgusting. Like, it's not a sexy river at all. 
You know? I'm not turned on by the river. At all. Really? I can't get... I would never get, river? I would never, like, get turned on in public. You know what I mean? Like, I would never get horny in public. I love it. Right. I. I it's mean, exciting. Because you can get away with... It's like stealing. It's a little bit... It's like stealing. It's a little bit like stealing. It feels... Yeah, it's uh, it feels good, like doing bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I don't have the ability. If I, if you looked at me right now and you told me, or if Jason looked at me right now and you told me, "Hey, man, I can tell you're horny," I would just get in my car and go home. <laughs> oh, really? Like, I would be so uncomfortable with that. I don't, don't want, want anybody to, to look at me and be like, "This fucking guy's horny over here." Okay, you know, sure. That's in bed. That's indecent to me. And like, I've seen horny people in public, you know, like I've seen people where I'm like, that mother- they're horny, man. Yes. These motherfuckers are horny. Yes. What are they doing? Taking care of it. Going to take care of it. Hopefully. Should have done that before you got here. <laughs> done it. It's like when, when you, when, when you're like on a road trip and uh, you, don't have to pee when you stop at the gas station, but then 10 minutes later you have to pee. You gotta, yeah, you just gotta push the pee out at that first gas station trip, you know. And that's what I'm saying. Okay, weird day though, weird day for me. Just weird. Another thing, this guy was sitting in front of Ruth Chris Steakhouse, which is like the only thing open downtown. It's open, it's like open. They have the windows open, they're handing stuff out the window. Got it. It's Ruth Chris. I mean, <laughs> it's is that on Grubhub? They said, yeah. Can you get it, like a, a seventy dollars yes. steak on Grubhub? Yes, it says food starting at forty dollars, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! So uh, I have there's these two guys that sell those homeless newspapers in town. They have yeah. these, these newspapers that they sell for a dollar. There's a guy just sitting there, and he's like, Hey, you got a dollar? And I was like. No, I don't. I'm not carrying cash on me. All I have is my card. And he's like, that's not a problem. You could just go over there and buy me food and point it at Ruth's Chris. I was like, wow. I mean, I can't even buy myself Ruth's Chris. He said that? Yeah. And then he said, I don't know. Look at that gut, man. You don't look like you need any food. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Wow. I was like, fuck, dude. I left. I just walked away. (laughs) So, like. Uh, there was nothing. He, he got paid. He got paid in your shame instead of money. <laughs> I know. He got to feel better about himself. I, it hurt instead. my feelings so much. <laughs> That's so mean. It, it did. It hurt my feelings a lot. I oh. will say that. But uh, but there, I mean, I probably again, I probably would have bought him something. I think I'll always give money to a person who says there's an ATM right there. You know what I mean? You will. Basically, like this woman stopped me earlier this week and she's like, can I have some money? And I was like, I don't have any cash. And she was like, there's an ATM right there. So I got 20 out and gave it to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Like, Because I, I like the moxie of saying there's an ATM right there. Right. You know? What's you closing, the, me, closing what? the deal? It's, yeah. It's closing the deal. Yeah. She, yeah. You but, have an objection and she solved the problem for you. Yeah. I'll fucking hand you whatever they'll give me out of the ATM. But, like, I'm not buying somebody Ruth's Chris. Yeah. And I'm not also walking 10 blocks down the road to turn around and bring ice cream back for you, which was the other thing he asked for. <laughs> I just am thinking of like a $70 steak sitting in styrofoam. I know. It comes to your house that way, baby. 
They uh, should have to send that to you in one of those uh, uh, metal silver platters. Things. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna bring it, if you bring fucking a seventy dollar steak with on an a la carte menu, yeah, dry aged fucking ribeye with a bone in on it. And you lay it in a fuck one of those stupid plastic things or those Wrap- even better the paper ones that fold on top. Yeah, that everything just kind of like sticks to the paper or uh, the corner of it just gets totally wet and <laughs> digs a hole in the bottom. Yes. Yeah. Also, uh, what about styrofoam wrapped in uh, plastic wrap? To keep it all in. Yep. I get that a lot, too. Yeah, I hate I that one. I'm trying not to order anymore, man, because I'm just tired of it. I, I never liked ordering out like that before, and I'm just, like, done with it's it. It's the worst part of, like, on the road is that we get to eat a lot of food, but it's not in, like, a sit-down setting. Like, my wife always wants to go food, and I'm like, no, I want to go there. I'm tired of being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just don't like the delivery way of doing it. I don't mind to go. Like, I like to go, you know? But it feels like I can get there easier, you know? Like, it feels like I get home faster than, like, Grubhub gets to my house, you yeah. know? Yeah. When I order from one of the apps, it's like, who knows what they're doing on the way home, yeah. on the way to your house. I know that the thing tracks them or whatever, but, like, you just, yeah. I just feel like I can do it. I'm res- I-, I can be responsible for myself. I don't need somebody to, like, drive and get it for me. Yeah. So... Let's take some calls, man. See who's on the phone. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, hey, I'm number one. You are number one. Who's this? I'm in the building. It's Olympia Mikey. What's happening? What's up, Mikey? How's it going? How's how's everything in Olympia? You guys got some protests going Uh, on? Uh, I haven't been paying attention to any of that shit. I've just been watching Undercover Business Tyrants. <laughs> yeah, yeah you like? A, are you an Undercover Boss fan? Uh, I'm an Undercover Business Tyrant fan. <laughs> like your show. I don't like the real show. It's a wild I was, show. I was, I was wondering, uh, what was uh, your favorite episode of that? Because I, I, my, my favorite is the uh, O'Neill episode where a stoner named Jesus called it a douche brand <laughs> and the toby toby boast very sad god you know what uh i have two i have three actually i have three favorite episodes that we've done the one that's about to come out of buffalo wings and rings i love because the guy that runs buffalo wings and rings hates it when you call it buffalo wild wings he like doesn't want you getting it confused. <laughs> yeah, and people are doing it all the time, and like it's impossible yeah. not to. Yeah, there's a part where he goes to the server, and the lady is like, "I worked at Buffalo. I worked at BW3 for like two years. This is basically the same thing." <laughs> and then they cut to him, and he's like, "It's not the same at all. We're not a sports bar. This is a family restaurant. We serve all of our wings in white china. We don't serve it in plastic bowls." And he's about to like pop a vein because everybody just says, "Oh, it's just like BW3s pretty much." The next favorite one is rallies cuz there's a guy named Stevens in it that just yells at people and makes the boss go un undercover. And it that one is like I love Stevens. I think he's cool as shit. You know, he sticks up for himself. He never backs down. And 
And then he and he even says to like the rallies guy, he's like, "This is how you get it done. This is what you this you provide me with this rally store in this shitty in these shitty circumstances. This is how I get it done." And I'm like, "I I can't." Well, they they had hired him and then made him a manager after oh. two weeks without putting him through a training course. That's what he's it like, was. I ain't been to fucking training. He's like, I used to work at Burger King, and then I applied for a job at rallies, and they said you could go ahead and be the manager. <laughs> it's like so he was screaming at everybody so that one's good but i'm gonna tell you the best episode of undercover business tyrant i think and the, just the best overall episode of undercover boss is boston market that is <laughs> ronnie ronnie ronnie's the best man ronnie is a king he him and the kid that tells the CEO of Donato's Pizza that he likes to smoke weed while he's working are my two favorite people. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that kid's like an, an orc. Too, too, too dumb to live. But he doesn't even get fired. He just has to become a dishwasher like me. How yeah, he goes to rehab. He, he, he ends up having to go to rehab <laughs> for weed, and they're, like, drug testing him, right? That's uh, that was so stupid. I just quit. Right, that I was. Just, like, I'm gonna go work at. Uh, I'm gonna go do delivery for, for Domino's instead. That was such a stupid move, though. You never tell the person you train that you get high at work. I just people need to understand, dude. Worker solidarity is important, but when somebody is like there for one day, you can't like just trust them. I once. There were, back when I was a cable guy, everybody did this, but uh, people would go home and play video games when they didn't have any work because we didn't have GPS on the trucks. And uh, somebody was training this new kid, this new guy who seemed young, you know? So it was like, ah, he's probably cool, you know? And he was, he was like, let's go back to my house and, and play video games. So they went to the experience tech's house and they played video games together. And then when they got back to the shop, the kid went to the manager and told on the guy that was training him for going home and playing video games. And that's when I just decided, like, you got to get to know somebody. You got to get, like, three weeks under your belt before you're like, hey, I get high at work or, like, I steal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People, people love, my coworkers just love telling me that they love smoking weed and drinking on the job at the restaurant. Uh, <laughs> I could just be a smith, you don't know me. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's a really weird thing because it's like, you could also like be talking to the owner's nephew at times, you know, <laughs> like they literally, like if you're brand new, like let's here's let's make a rule right now this is a good time for us to just make a a, a a custom not a rule this isn't a rule when somebody's brand new you as the new person don't share too much and you as the person training don't share too much get to know each other before you start sharing this stuff <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, when, yeah. when waiters and waitresses, I mean, people at restaurants, like, if people couldn't work at restaurants high, then I I just feel like, like, no restaurants would have employees. Yep. Man, there are so many. Yeah, what's your favorite episode of Undercover Business Tyrant? 
Um, I'm looking through all of them now. There's a lot of good ones. Great Wolf Lodge, where they threw a fake turd in the pool to make the owner clean up that turd. That was kind of funny. That was a good one. <laughs> but um, I think Models is my favorite. Oh, I forgot all about Models. Yeah, Models has a good moment in it um, where he goes to work and he finds out when he finds out that they have like bathing suits up and it's the fall or something. And it's taking that's up- shoppers world. Oh, that's shoppers. Oh, shoppers, maybe shoppers world. That's world, like man. one of my favorite things in the world though. That cause there's, we need to make a bingo card for undercover boss. Cause that shoppers world yeah. episode with the bathing suit. That's what it is. Yeah. Models had the first boss. I think we liked there. That was that well, guy handed out a ton of money. And well, no, he was the the first boss that was like, oh, I'm gonna do a voice too. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll just put on like a voice and and a, a costume. But yeah, shoppers were one of my favorite things on Undercover Boss. Period is like when somebody sees that something is ha- when the CEO sees something bad that's happening in a store, he calls like the general or the regional manager and tells them. And then the regional manager's like, I've been saying to get on that for a really long time. I've been meaning, I've actually been planning on fixing that. So it's good that you even brought this up. <laughs> that's the move of everybody that keeps their job. <laughs> that's the shit rolls downhill theory of management. <laughs> But yeah, I I mean I I I think Boston Market is without a doubt the best episode of Undercover Boss because Ronnie is a king. I love Ronnie. They're nothing special. They're just customers. He's a king, and and the lady is just unacceptable, unacceptable. And then she's like, uh, "Can you fire him? I need to go hide behind this pillar." Yes, <laughs> to Ronnie. Also, the CEO of Boston Market was too chicken shit to do Undercover Boss, so he was like, people will recognize me because, you know, everybody knows the CEO of Boston Market. (laughs) It's like, motherfucker, nobody knows who you are. Nobody that works at a chain restaurant knows who the CEO is. I fucking guarantee it. Well, Have you uh, you guys heard of the Bikini Bar and Grill episode? Uh, we have heard of it, but we get real weird about covering like the Hooters and, but we have done Hooters and the Tilted Kilt. So we'll probably end up doing it at some point. Oh yeah, the Hooters one's fucked up. It's like the, the guy in Hooters is even more fucked up than Stevens from, uh, rallies. Like he, like, it makes, it makes it clear that he enjoys the, having power over these ladies. And then uh, the CEO of Hooters was like, oh, well, boys will be boys. <laughs> well, the Tilted Kilt one's really good, too, because the, the CEO of the Tilted Kilt thinks it's a classy place. He's like, this isn't, <laughs> listen, this is not Hooters. This is the Tilted Kilt. He even gets mad at a girl for suggesting a drink that's on the menu called a blowjob. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck, dude? This is fucking, nobody is going to the Tilted Kilt and being like, this is a class joint. He, you know? he also gets mad because he he's like, he really says that they do like artisanal food or something. Or like they have, they're really focused on being a restaurant first. They're not there just to, to ogle at girls. Yeah. But then they sell shit like Irish nachos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's so fucking bad. Plus, the scene looks like Jim Duggan. Like he's the least classy guy. He's less classy than Hogan, who had his own Hooters restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's quite the journey. There's so many bad bosses out there. 
Uh, remember the Checkers episode where the boss was really tall and one of the employees couldn't stop talking about it? <laughs> he's like, he's like a jolly giant. You can't believe it. <laughs> that, that guy's my favorite employee. Oh, you're going to... Uh, uh, by the way, just <laughs> as, as a preview for the Buffalo Wild Wings episode, I think we've found the worst boss. Yeah, the worst boss The is worst manager is on that show. It's it's a uh, kitchen uh, manager. I'm not, I, uh, yeah, my my worst worst manager for me, I think, in undercover boss history, the one that makes me maddest is uh, the retro fitness guy because he like he fires a bad employee, but like has just threatening and obnoxious. Uh, like that's the one where she like he's like insanely pissed that this lady's putting more like she's making the good smoothies. And he like is more pissed about that than the fact that she's super racist. <laughs> yeah, well, you know these these guys are all so weird. I love seeing their houses, though. I think, although I do believe that some of them get Airbnbs, like they don't show their real house. Some of them are. Mm. I think some of them are probably showing their real house because they want to show off. But I, I'm willing to bet that a lot of them just are like, I don't want people to see my, I don't want to see, I don't want people to see how the CEO of Marco's Pizza is living. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in, Mikey. It's really fun. Yeah. Uh, if you ever get a chance, uh, do the Popeye's episode because uh, I used to bread chicken and I saw that episode and the CEO can't do that. It makes me laugh really hard. I'll All right. it out. Hell yeah. Love, we'll I love do Popeyes. Popeyes next week. Yeah. I can't believe we haven't done Popeyes yet. Might not be on our train. It's so fucking good. Later. Peace Later. out. Have a good one. Yeah. That, Peace. There is a guy on this week's Undercover Business Time when it comes out uh, for Buffalo Wild Wings that is honestly like he. we talk about it on the show, but he is like the reason I don't want my daughter working at like a restaurant or something like that. It's just a really fucked up. Yeah. It's really fucked up situation for the people that work there. And He's, it's like, uh, you know, Brett brings it up, but it's like, this guy's like real rude and he's crude and he says a bunch of nasty shit to people. And it's like, uh, uh, you just, there's one, there's, there's one in every two kitchens, you know? Yeah. There, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it, there, it's not every single, it's not every single kitchen is that way, but, uh, you can get away with that pretty easily. Like, uh, Undercover Boss really highlights how much meanness, how far being mean can get you when it comes to moving up the hierarchy. Well, moving, and, like, they don't care how you get it done. As long as the food gets out there and they make money at the end of the night, if you're bullying everybody in the restaurant, they don't really care, give a shit, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Well, and it's like the, the, the franchisee or the general or regional manager, they would rather you be a fucking asshole because then they don't have to be a fucking asshole. You know? Right. It's like a good guy thing. It's like how me and you work, right? Yeah. It's like, I'd never say anything mean. And then you say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's like part of the job. And it becomes, they, they would never say it. With us, it's said. We say it out loud. But with them, it's like an unsaid thing where it's like, well... 
I don't want people to see me as like the bad guy when I come into the restaurant. So I'll just have this other guy that's a lot meaner and then nobody will ever be able to talk to me about him. Yeah. I'm, (laughs) yeah, I'm, I'm too busy to scream at somebody. Uh, we're over seven fucking minutes on ticket time. So this guy's willing to do it. I guess we'll keep him around, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just be honest about that. To take, call people stupid, tell them that they got lead in their ass, that they can't get anything done, that they're useless. Yeah, they, they like, should just be honest about what that job is. There was a guy I used to work for, and he, it was at the. He scared me at the beginning, but then when I realized he just had basically like twenties of the same lines, but he would just be like, "Brett, you wash dishes like old people fuck." Oh That's what he God. would say, and Good he would lines. say every. And then like six months, six like a few weeks later, someone would come in, Nathan, you bred chicken like old people fuck, and then I just heard it over and over. I'm like, this guy is just a dimwit. A yeah. fucking, he's just an aggressive ass bully. Is all everything is. you do slow is like how old people fuck. Yeah, yeah. I hate guys. That's how. That's like uh, whenever I go to my in laws' house, my uh, father in law would be like, "Hey, do you want a beer?" And I never, you know, I right. never drank beer in my entire life. I never liked it. And I'll be like, "No, uh, could I just have a cup of water?" And he'd be like, "You know, fish fucking that." And he said it every single time. And I was just like, okay, ha ha. Like, I don't know what you're supposed to yeah. do after they say it the second time. Right. You know, I don't even give a courtesy smile at old people fuck thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if somebody says something like that, mm. I just give them, I just, I just act like. I just let it, it bounce off my face. ass sentence. I yeah. just like let it bounce right off my forehead and just move, wait for them to say something pertinent. I let people just cycle through their insults and tell them, was like, what are you getting at? What do I need to fucking do here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's get rid of all the exposition here. Just what is what? Okay, I'm a moron. I'm the worst employee you've ever had. Oh, you want the dishes done? I can do that. Yep. So yep. here's a, here's some of the, uh, uh, just a sampling of the fine dining at uh, the Tilted Kilt. Irish nachos are house made potato chips, seasoned corned beef. <laughs> Pico de Gallo and beer cheese sauce. Wow, that's wretched. What's it called again? Irish nachos. They also have hangover tots. This is at a a nice restaurant. That's a class joint, though. That's like good classy people get hangovers, too. They have a blowjob shot on the menu. They also have hangover tots on the menu. But this is a family restaurant, if you didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's all bullshit. It's funny how they have to, like, make sense of it because, like, you know... They know what they're doing, but they don't have to, like, ever actually say it out loud for, like, a TV show. So it's funny for them to, like, make sense of what their product actually is, you know? Or just saying, like, you're right. Like, never having to say it out loud and, and like, justify it to, like, the American public. Right. Where it's just, like, this guy, this tilted kilt guy gets to go to his, go home, sits down with his wife, and is just, like... You know, we're really running a real class operation a, here. It's a family restaurant. I yeah. run a family restaurant. I'm a CEO of a family restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you're in his family, you're not going to disagree with them. You know? Right. Right. All right. Next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, it's Garrett from Kansas City. What's up? What's going on tonight? Not too much. I was just thinking that. When I get off the line, I'm probably going to have to watch that Boston Market episode. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) So good. There is, Ronnie is a king. Hey, I'll tell you this. When we did Undercover Boss Live in Seattle, people were chanting for Ronnie during it. Ronnie is great. (laughs) 
awesome. Yeah, we um we yeah. we did when we were in Seattle, we did a live watch of that show at the Beacon Theater and uh we had the audience going, Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie. Said that oh, you did? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I was looking for people in the chat. Sorry. Oh, no, 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 no problem. I was just, it, it was just funny because it sounded like you were like. <laughs> Not paying attention. Two different shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would lo you'll love it. You'll love Ronnie. Ronnie tells the truth about the most hated people on the planet. Customers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think we need more of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about uh, work stuff during coronavirus. Okay. Where, what kind of work you do? Uh, I work for a sports company. So, like, all of these big events that we had going have all been shut down because, obviously, no sports gatherings. Uh -huh. And so, we're all working from home, and a lot of people don't have a lot of work to do. But I work in, like, one part of the company that's still making money. And so... They're basically just putting extra pressure on us, kind of trying to make it seem like, like if I work extra, extra hard, then like other people in the company will get to keep their jobs. God damn. So it's, <sighs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of pressure, I yeah. guess. I mean, yeah. unless you don't give a fuck about anybody else except yourself, I mean, you selfish you, piece of shit. Everybody does <laughs> care about the other people. But not real. But how much? I I mean, you I do. Thought there were when I worked at the cable company and they did the layoffs. They laid off this woman who who who'd been ride or die for thirty years. Who who she unfortunately get, gives the anti union speech at orientation, and she also gives she said some pretty vile shit like you know if somebody's kid sees you unhooking somebody unhooking their parents cable and asks you why say it's because mommy and daddy didn't pay the bills but she was also like this sweet older lady that gave her life to the company and they like laid her off and i was like i would have let you fire me you know what i mean yeah. you could have fired me instead and just let her stay here like i said she she wasn't the she was nice in all other ways except for the 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 bad stuff that she's Sure. <laughs> or like it was just like they fired a bunch of people that had been working there for 20 years, right? And I was just like, why didn't you just fire me? I wanted to get fired. Like it, this was at a time where I'm trying to get fired. These motherfuckers fire the people that want to be there. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that I'm thinking is um there are a couple people that I do really like who are their positions feel like they're some of the most vulnerable, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I feel a little bit of pressure related to it. And I just wish that I could just not give a shit at all. That yeah. seems like the right move. What would you, what is, uh, so are, are you like doing sales? Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. So shit. Like, like I, my job isn't all sales, but they're trying to push me to do more sales for the stuff so that we can bring money in because they're like, oh, our budget is so tight. We lost all this revenue from like all these events that we had to cancel and might have to keep canceling things. So in the meantime, like we have to have the tightest possible budget. And it's also the thing where like, I've never worked at a company where they do that and then later it all returns to normal. Like you just know at the end of this they're gonna be like, Well, the new normal now is you working twice as hard. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna find out that they're gonna find out that uh after they dangled your coworkers in front of you and squeezed a bunch of extra work out of you that they're gonna say that's the new metrics now. 
you know, it's saying like, yeah. well, you know, uh, we can actually, we can only hire back half of the people. You didn't work hard enough. We can only hire back half the people and they're going to do uh, the job of two people, you know? Yeah, they are going to do that though. That's, that's how a lot of these, it's coming. that's how this happened. That's when this ends, that's how it ends. And, and like, I mean, doing sales in this time seems like a really hard thing to do. Like, unless you sell doodads on Amazon. Yeah. Well, but me and you were talking about like, boy, it would be really cool to print a shirt and try to make some money. But then we were just like, mm, not cool. It looks bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's not cool to print a shirt to make money. Like, it would like, we'll sell what we have. But like, I don't want to use. I I I don't want to. We're trying. I don't want to sell right now because people are hurting yeah. right now. You know. Absolutely. I, truthfully, so, yeah, I, we can want to buy right now. We should do a shirt and just donate the the profits. Yeah. Well, I want to buy something right now. Like I, I'll buy things from from smaller businesses and shit. Like you know. Records from Record. eBay sellers. I've been buying <laughs> records and shit like that. Yeah, I, I have been though. No, I've been buying records and like stuff like that. Those people are pretty vulnerable when it comes to like a, a downturn like this. The so last time there was an economic downturn, I was running an eBay business and it ran my shit all the way into the ground because yeah. no one could spend fucking money. Yeah, yeah, and I like records. So like, uh, I I I I sympathize because like. I think like I can imagine there is so much pressure to sell in a time where people really aren't buying anyway, you know? Yeah. There's a, like in my part of the company, our biggest competitor is owns like half the market share for the whole country and they're shut down entirely right now. So the idea is like, Oh, if we steal all of their clients, then like we can make a bunch of money. And I'm like, okay, that's a huge amount of sales work. to like undercut people who like, are just also out of their jobs right now. Like it, it just feels like a shitty move to, to push the sales so hard. Like we just all need to get through the challenges that we face, not like aggressively trying to work each other out of, you know, trying to put other people out of business or whatever. Just fucking get through it. Yeah. I've heard this a lot from a lot of people too. This thing about Lowe's had the same philosophy it was like well people are stuck at home they're gonna work on their home let's take advantage of this time to make a shit ton of money you know yeah i mean i i think that uh, i don't know i i couldn't imagine feeling okay at that company i know you're gonna probably want to keep it going but i i would feel betrayed in a, in a way i think that uh more than anything right now paying attention to how all the businesses are reacting reacting to this thing is just illuminates their entire thought process and how they really feel about shit. Because there have been some businesses that have done the right thing um, that aren't worrying about like cutting throats, cutting the competition throat right now. Uh, and I think it's, I don't know. I think it'll affect people's opinions about it. And especially the employees uh, after making it through this, they're going to see what their employer is like during a rough patch and uh, make a decision, you know? Yeah, my company's done some stuff that's good, but like, I don't feel like giving them credit right now. So I'm not even gonna mention that. Well, no, I, yeah, I mean, but but some, but that kind of stuff just makes you feel betrayed in a way. It just makes you like, it's hard to make sense of that of a of a request like that, you know? Because you are just somebody that shows up there to get money for your labor, 
you're not like supposed to save the company. <laughs> you're like you're you weren't you weren't hired for that. That's a that's a much bigger paycheck. Yeah, yeah and they they always hire people who are in like their twenties and they work there for like five years and burn out and leave. So I've been there about five years. I probably leave soon. <laughs> yep, it sounds like it. <laughs> I've had those jobs too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I appreciate your time. Thanks for this. Yeah, yeah, thanks for calling in. Fuck, that is, like, such a hard position to be in. You know what I mean? Like, these these companies, I I don't know. These companies are, are ruthless, you know? There's, like, a lot of ruthlessness going on out there. I think that there's – I think that – um, I think there's a way to say – uh, you know, we really appreciate you being here and you are a vital part of this company. And right now you're the only part that can, 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 can make any money. When you start dangling other coworkers in front of it, when you're like, think about the thing about Elizabeth, uh, you know, think, think about her that she's normally out at those events. And now, you know, if you don't work it hard, she's going to lose her job. And it's like, right. fuck off. And it's like, fuck it off. Is selling. Which is that, yeah. again, it's like climbing. The, it's like an insurmountable task. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, that would give me a mental breakdown. It definitely would push me into. I, I don't know. Like I would just be overwhelmed for someone to say like you have to do the best ever right now during an economic downturn. This monumental, you know. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. If if you were selling masks or something, yeah. if you were selling medical grocery equipment, store. if you were yeah, if you were the grocery store, yeah, that's one thing. Ugh, all right. Ready for this next call? Uh-huh. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, uh, it's Michaela Wilkes calling. Michaela Wilkes, what's up? It's good <laughs> to hear from you. It's been hey, so long. <laughs> Brett, did you did you make hey. Michaela Wilkes wait on the wait on hold? I accidentally made Michaela Wilkes wait on <laughs> hold. I checked my my checked my project <laughs> management software and then realized my mistake. <laughs> No problem. How's everything going out there in uh, Baltimore, Baltimore? <laughs> well, we're in Southern Maryland, actually. Um, but everything's been going really good out here, um, especially with the campaign we've been doing. Uh, really awesome, you know, doing a lot of phone banking and, like, a lot of uh, virtual events. We've been doing, like, virtual town halls every week. So what's going on with the with the election in Maryland, then? Like, what's the, what's the uh, protocol? Yeah, so our uh, primary date, had, it was supposed to be on April the 28th, so it's been postponed to June the 2nd, and it's going to be largely vote-by-mail, so pretty much every uh, eligible voter, <clears throat> which is pretty much like every Democratic voter, because our primaries are closed, uh, so, but every registered Democrat will receive a ballot in the mail, and they can throw those ballots in, and there'll be like select locations, very few where people can vote in person for those who uh, haven't received their ballots in the mail. Okay. Okay. Um, because, because there, you know, the Wisconsin situation was, has been, was really stupid decision. Ohio, we went, we got rid of our primaries. We went just to ballot to mail in ballots, but that was yesterday. So I think that's over now. Um, how, uh, I mean, how, how is, how has things changed running a campaign under the quarantine? Uh, well, for us, it's just kind of like reverting back to how our campaign first started out. Um, and I think like how a lot of grassroots campaigns start out because in the beginning, you know, you don't have money, um, like to do events or have like access to the voter access network. 
And so you do a lot of things online and a lot of things virtually to raise money. Um, and so it's kind of like we just had to revert back to the way we were doing things in the beginning. Um, but we've been doing a lot of phone banking. Uh, we do phone banking every single day um, of the week and um, a lot of text banking as well. Yeah, that, that does kind of, now that you say that, that it makes sense. Uh, you kind of want to build the buzz online. It's free, free publicity to put yourself out there. It doesn't cost anything. So this is kind of return to, um, to, to the beginning. So, uh, for, you know, it's, it's, it hasn't been a year. It's been, I think last June was when you called us. Um, but you're actually running up against, uh, Steny Hoyer, uh, who is a Democrat there in Southern Maryland. And, uh, do you want to, let anybody that may be in the area know, you know, what your what your position is here or, or why you know how we can spread the word and, and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, so um Finn and Lawyer and I are complete opposites. Um uh pretty much everything that I believe in he does not uh support uh like a universal health care system, a Green New Deal, uh criminal justice reform. He's actually signed on to every single crime bill that was ever written. Um, and he fails to act on, you know, the war on drugs. And he actually doubled down on this in 2019 of last year, uh, calling weed a gateway drug. Oh, jeez. Um, that was his, yeah. <laughs> Complete opposite. Um, but yeah, and he, that's why he was hesitant on, you know, uh, federally legalizing weed, um, which is just, I mean, that's asinine if you ask me, especially yeah. in today's age. And, and then when, you know, people are able to, uh, to profit off of selling it and people are still incarcerated because of that, um, it's just horrible. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. if anyone, if, if and, and I also say, like, people talk about, like, Mitch McConnell's graveyard, but what about Cindy Hoyer's graveyard? Because Cindy Hoyer literally controls the conversation, you know, on the House floor. And he refuses to even put progressive legislation on the floor for a vote. Um, which in a sense is, you know, kind of blocking us from being able to pass progressive legislation. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, how yeah. is, what is, what has been the reception like though? Um, I did some, I did some, uh, canvassing for Morgan Harper and, um, mm -hmm. we were met up with some Democrat people that weren't, weren't very happy to find out that we were trying to go after a Democrat. Um, how's your reception been like over the last year? Our reception has been very, very good. Um, as far as like when we ID people, people prefer us to Hoyer 12 to one. Um, so, which is really good for us. A lot of people in the district really want change. Um, and they just feel like, you know, he's kind of a, a lip service Democrat. Like he says a lot of good things, but doesn't really take any action on anything. It's kind of like he just floats by, um, and a lot of people really feel that way. A lot of people are also pissed off uh, that he dismissed Congress and sent them home absent of an emergency during, you know, a pandemic. Um, so a lot of people now are even, you know, being really upset, starting to realize uh, that we might need something new right now. Did he yeah. explain why that happened? Like, I don't understand why they decided to go home. It, it seems wild that they made that decision to me. Yeah, he never explained why. So, I mean, I'm not 100% sure why he did that. So why weird. That happened. So, it yeah. seems like if you were trying your hardest to get people to lose faith in the country and in the Democrats, you would do that. That would be the move you would make. Yeah. 
it's one of those uh it's one of those things where they say like conservatives sometimes will do the worst version of a uh safety net thing or a government thing so that when it fails they can say like see it failed the government did it (laughs) yeah we like i i mean it's uh i just wanted to i guess i wanted to to know i mean what is like the people that you're reaching out with your campaign, um, are these new folks? I mean, obviously we've seen a gigantic swell in like radical politics. And I, I think that it's, uh, you know, the idea of even going after some of these incumbents, like I said, Morgan Har- Harper's was going, is going after Joyce Beatty, who is like, when I did the, the number, when I read about the stuff that she's done and how many millions of dollars she's made, you know, selling, like buying and selling her husband's real estate and using the government, you know, like this is the we this is the kind of stuff that we're against. Uh, I feel like, you know, I'm kind of in a bubble with Street Fight, um, but the, the country feels like they're ready for change when it comes to Democrats. And I don't know, you know, what it's going to take to reach people, but it's it's at least gaining some steam, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. It, it definitely is, because I think now people are realizing, even though they should have already done so. But I think people are realizing that all Democrats are not created equal. And I think that it's a good thing for progressives, especially right now. I mean, the pandemic is unfortunate, but it's really opening up the eyes of so many people, especially Democrats. And they're looking at their leaders and how they're handling this situation. And they're starting to look outwards. And that's why a lot of people are being more receptive to our campaign and primarying Sammy Hoyer. Yeah, what... Uh, I... I uh... I'm trying to think, like, are there, I mean, obviously you probably wouldn't have said, let's go on vacation, but what are some of the things, yeah. like, I, I I know weed legalization is, is like one of, one of your big issues. What is the situation on that in Maryland? Uh, so in Maryland, you can smoke weed for medicinal purposes. Um, but it is illegal for you to do it recreationally. Um, however, they decriminalize the small amounts. I think you can have like under 10 grams. Um, and then it just becomes like a civil matter. Like you have to pay a fine or something like that. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's almost better than us. How hard is it to get the medical card? Um... I'm going to be honest, I've tried to get one and it's hard. Um, my, and I guess it might depend on like also like your doctor, if they want to write you like a referral to have one or something like that. I mean, I know a couple of my friends have gotten them, um, but you have to pay sometimes like $200, like $150 uh, for the card. Yeah. That seems to be the standard. Yeah. It's like that here. It's like, me and Brad have just decided, but uh, like we should both probably have uh, cards, <laughs> like, but we both are just like it's you know what it's easier just to do it this way, which seems like a really counterproductive way to legalize something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so if for. For people that aren't in Maryland that that can't vote for you, that's District 5 that you're in, right? Yes. What's the best way to help uh, help the campaign? Oh, my goodness. The best way to help is to phone bank with us. Uh, We phone bank every single day. 
Um, before we film Bank, we have like a hype up call, which is really cool. I joined the call um, as well, and we kind of like share stories and like give people advice to get on the call. But basically, it's just a hype up call to get everyone ready to do uh, some phone banking during that time. Um, and if people want to do phone, do a phone banking shift with us, um, you can go to our website at Michaela2020.com um, and just go to the Volunteers uh, tab and fill out the form. The form is called Dial with Style, um, and you can just sign up for a shift there. Nice. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you for calling. And uh, you know what? It was so nice to it was so nice to hang out on uh, uh, last year in yeah and that was during fun. the summer it was very fun and we're gonna we're we gotta hang out again when we get back out there which someday they're gonna of let course. us tour again and uh we'll <laughs> yeah. be there i promise of course thank y'all for having me on you guys are hilarious love the show yeah, yeah you're the have, best Michaela. have a good one peace that's Michaela <laughs> wilkes running out of maryland southern maryland not baltimore maryland she's the best I gotta tell you, going Brad. after Steny Hoyer, very—that's a strong stance to take, right? The guy yeah. seems bulletproof, according to the old heads of yeah. Democrats. Oh yeah, they well. think that you know. But I uh, no, I, I think that he they, those people need to be challenged. All of them should be challenged. Any chance that we get? Fuck yeah, I agree. All right, ready for our next call? call. Next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, Tom in Maryland. I uh, ironically live in Michaela's district. Vote for Will you please vote well, for Can you do that? She's very cool. I've yeah, no, absolutely. I, I was at y'all's uh, DC show, and I met her there, and I went to um, a Green New Deal event of hers uh, up in Edgewater. Perfect. It over from, like, South Annapolis all the way down to, like, the boondocks in Maryland. So. Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah no, she's really cool, and... Um, yeah, I called in like last year about like a like a sewage issue, and um, like her campaign was super receptive in terms of like getting back to me. They got back to me quicker than any elected official did. Wow! And um, they showed up when I when I held like this like town hall meeting and kind of like forced the county's hand. Like our campaign people showed up and like took minutes at the meeting and everything. So they're for real. They're for real. I can definitely attest to that. That is fucking crazy. You called in. Oh, yeah. You had the. Uh, I don't remember the whole story, but I do remember trying to hook you up with legal help in uh, in uh, Maryland the best I could. Yeah, I haven't had too much movement on that. And I mean, that's all right because it's on contingency. So I'm yeah. sure he's doing the best he can if that's you know, going anywhere. But yeah, so that is pretty wild that Michaela is the caller right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good. Synchronicity. So, no, she's, she's, She's the real deal, and she's so nice. And if there's anybody who's going to take on Sandy Hoyer, it's, it's going to be her. Yeah, she deserves so, um, it. Oh, I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you guys about this like phenomenon that I've, I've noticed in terms of like like takeout food and stuff. So I I get not I'm a big fan of nachos. So you know, go out and get some nachos, stimulate the economy. Wait, can I and, um, can I, I go to this local, like can I stop up? you for one second? Nachos, yeah, yeah, a terrible to go food. A oh. terrible order from I, Grubhub yeah. food. Like it was like I would never do that. You just get a bunch of wet corn. Bunch of wet slices of corn. <laughs> but go ahead. It, I mean, okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. uh, it's like a step up sometimes to get them out than just making them at home, just because like the the ingredients, like what they got on them. But yeah, you're right. You're right. 
Um, but so I get to the place yesterday, and I'm, I'm sitting in the parking lot, and there's like this group of like probably like 12 people just standing there, like tailgating their to-go order, like in the parking lot, <laughs> like like cans in hand, just chilling, like like whole families. And so I'm seeing that a lot too. Seen anything like that? I am seeing that okay. a lot now. Yeah, I went like, no. I went for my walk yesterday. It was beautiful outside, and I was walking through the mile, the site of the mile, which is a place. I just, I've, I've been walking there every day for like five years. So I just do it out of habit. And, uh, there was like six people sitting together with a grill. It's illegal to even have a fucking grill at this place. <laughs> and they just brought their own grill and they were like, Hey, we're not even supposed to be hanging out. Fuck it. Might as well bring a grill too. We keep breaking the law. <laughs> yeah. Let's just break all the laws we can, but it's all white people. Yeah. It's all like, it, it's all yeah, the kind of people true. that don't get busted for that kind of shit. Yeah. Let me say, uh, first of all, I did order nachos this week and fucking loved it. Terrible. It's like it's ordering- cheap. It's so cheap. It's like the, bur- cheap, yes. the burritos are nine. The nachos are five. I'm like, throw that on. Get a burrito and a nacho. <laughs> I don't. I, and if you have but, some tortilla chips at home, I mean, it's just you just scoop up the rest at the end. With those also, chips, you know, I pick up my own goddamn food. I don't sit around and wait. Let some Grubhub asshole masturbate in the parking lot <laughs> when my food gets all sweaty. Oh, I live on like uh, like what like Southern Mass. So like there's I don't know some pants for Grubhub. It's gonna be like a long time. Like it's just easier to drive the five miles and get it myself anyway. So. Yeah, I pick it up myself. Oh man. Oh, but I also saw this. I, I wanted to mention this. I walk my dog like the same route every day, probably like a mile or so. And um, I have this neighbor that's a cop, like a local cop. And during this, he has put up a don't tread on me flag in front of his house, which looks ironic. <laughs> this motherfucker is treading on people every day. That's at his work. job. Is the tread doing, like, doing the treading? <laughs> Doing the tread and putting the boots to the neck, and then he comes home and is like, "Damn, I'm victimized. Don't tread on me. <laughs> Don't do it back." <laughs> there is no get backs. No get backsies is what that's called. <laughs> Something that gave me like a little bit of a pop, or, or like made me feel a little better about people. Yesterday was there's a guy in my neighborhood who put all of his Christmas inflatables back in his front yard, and one of them's Yoda. And he put a poster board around its neck that says, social distancing humans must be. (laughs) 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 I walked by it with my my, uh, brother yesterday and I went like this. That's Yoda. He's Star Wars. Says everything backwards. (laughs) That's how he talks. I'm a real geek now. Yeah. You were a big time geek about you were like, Star Wars. <laughs> you pushed up your glasses and you started snorting. <laughs> uh, social distancing humans must do. <laughs> Which I was like, you know what? It is fucking corny and geeky, but it is also like that's what he right would say. Message in the heart in the heart's in the right place. Yeah, that's thing, that's how Yoda know? would say it if he was telling us to social distance. <laughs> No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for taking my call. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm kind of, you know, obviously a little bit uh, disillusioned with electoral politics, I guess, on the on the main stage. But um, no, like, you know, with Bernie Sanders dropping out and in short order endorsing Biden with no concessions. <laughs> but uh, no, like, Michaela's vote is really the real deal. So I'm, you know, I'm going to vote for her. That's basically the only reason I haven't really changed my party affiliation. Just to get that sour Democratic taste out of my mouth, so I can still try and push her over the line ahead of Penny Hoyer. But 
good to know that the campaign is still carrying on in full effect. So I've been doing some, um, some like no contact deliveries for food or bread for the city and like the Southeast, uh, wards of dc that's great um but yeah that's good to know that she's uh, still carrying the fight on through all this and i'm definitely gonna have to hop on and volunteer in the shop bag stop ordering nachos buddy but thanks for calling it oh, man I, i'm a trashy boy you know i can't do it <laughs> it's just it's like you eat it's like cereal you're basically ordering soggy yeah. cereal you, you ever had chilaquiles before I don't know what that is. It's where they take a bunch of chips, yeah, fresh fried tortilla chips, and then just cover it in sauce, and it just becomes soggy. It's so good. Okay. That's, uh, uh, that's I fine. like sauce, I just, man. I'm Here's the thing. Like I'm not afraid to use a fork on my nachos. If you're ordering out, if yeah. I'm saying if you're ordering out, there's certain foods well, here's that the, you don't want to get. I personally, personally, <laughs> I don't like to get french fries from these places. Yeah. Because once they get to you... They're all fucking wet and There's gross. One Angie's Pizza sells no, no, no. Hound Dog's Pizza sells queso fries, and they literally throw fries in. They put aluminum foil inside of styrofoam, put the fries in there, put the queso on top, and close that right up. Yeah, like, no, and just I let it get, so that. get Ooh, soggy. Soggy, cheesy the, mess. See, the thing about nachos is that. I have had them where they put the nachos separate from the lettuce, separate from the pico, separate from the sour cream, separate from the beans. But then you have so much trash that you've created when you could all just let it all marry together in the box and use a fork. Yeah. When mm -hmm. it gets gross. Yeah. Nachos. 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 Just not. I love nachos, I love nachos, man. I make my own nachos. You know what sometimes. I? I do the nacho, nacho man. <laughs> that commercial. <laughs> yes, I do. I like nachos. It's not a thing where I'm like. They're not that bad to go, to be honest. I. I enjoy they're the worst them, so. to go. They're the worst. You know why they're why they're the best to go? Because dude. you don't eat them all, and you should not eat a whole thing of nachos. Dude, let me tell you about my fries thing. I've been so firm believer. Th this is something I've been believing in for a very long time is that, that chips aren't a side. Okay? I've been saying that. Uh, my daughter hates it. My wife hates it. They hate that I have this, this fucking thing. Uh -huh. You know, you hate it. I by hate the way. it. Yeah, yeah. You hate it. I rolled my eyes out of my head when you said that. Been eating chips as a side lately because of COVID 19. Wow. Because these motherfuckers, they deliver your french fries, and they're dog shit. By yeah. the time they get to your house, they're soaking fucking wet. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Chips are the ultimate side. This is a fucking 180 for me on chips now Chips are like side. pickled french fries. Like, they last longer. Dude, you can also put them on the sandwich, and it makes the sandwich better. Yep. It's crazy how good chips are. I don't know what I was thinking. Try them on ice cream. No. That's the best. That's <laughs> one of the best ways to get down with chips. My my midnight snack has just been filling a bowl full of ice cream, and I bought like the sampler pack, and I just put chips, a whole bag of chips, on top. That's that's my get down in the middle of the night. Um, you got to get those cinnamon sugar chips and tell me all about. Yeah, them. I'll let you know. Yeah, I see it sound gross as hell. I would prefer sweet potato base on I don't that. Like cons anyway. So chips. I'm glad you're into chips now. Um, I just it's it's total. It's the most 180 just thing in the history of the world. Plain, Never, no Doritos. I use Doritos a lot. Oh, because they're good on a sandwich. 
you know, but you I put Doritos on a sandwich. Chips. Yeah. What kind of a sandwich? Well, uh, before on? I came here tonight, I had a homemade Italian sub and I dropped some Doritos in there. <laughs> okay. I little hot gabagool, little fusion, soprasada, and uh, pepperoni. Mex slice. Italian fusion. It wasn't a. It was a Mex Italian fusion. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two. That sound like that sounds pretty bomb. But now the kid is like up my ass because I buy the cheese Doritos. Yeah. Because I told her cheese is dog shit and ranch is the best. And then, so now she's like, "You said." Cheese is dog shit. Ranch is the best. And I'm like, I like cheese now. I don't know what COVID-19 is doing. I don't know what this quarantine is doing, but it do it. It's fucking rethink. making me do wild things like watch Star Wars and eat like chips as a side. Like, go watch people have sex in the park. Watch, I didn't watch them have sex. Okay. Jeez. Let's get our college. <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? If I would have stayed back us. and J-O'd, yeah. that would have been something. Okay? But I did not do that. I ran away. You ran away in a terror. In they a probably would have fucking loved oh, it. Oh, I know. They were looking they for a third. They were shopping for a third. That's why I they know. were out there. They would have loved it if I J-O'd out there. Hey, caller, it's you. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to be uh, Lonnie for this one. Howdy, Lonnie. Drinking at work story. Oh, okay. What's up? What what kind of work you do? Yeah, well, uh, this one's like a big kind of throwback. This takes place probably uh, six <laughs> years ago or something. But, you know, it was, uh, I don't know, kind of my first job, like, out of college and everything. And, like, you know, I think, Brian, you mentioned a couple of times this idea of, you know, the forever job of, like, always wanting to find, like, the last job you'll ever have, you know? Yes. Just so in the, like, some niche. So, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, pizza shop work would be there for me. You know, I just, uh, was, you know, working at the counter and, like, learning to make pizza and that kind of thing, kind of, uh, you know, learning the ropes of the place. And, I mean, this was coming after, uh, you know, just having a really shitty job. And then, like, you know, finding something that's like, marginally better, you're just like, okay, I want to, like, hunker down here. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually can I tell you, I also, if it paid well, or if there was the opportunity for it to make like, if I could make a solidly middle class living, pizza shop would be a top level for me too. I, I, I found that the people that work in pizza shops are my kind of people. Every time I, I've worked it too, and the people that decide for some reason to work at a pizza shop are the wildest people and uh very very fun to work with you know and and i i i think i would have been the same way it's like you know the thing is there is a ladder to that job right there is you start you make the pizza maybe you become a manager right but if you don't become a manager you just so you can try to open your own shop you know like there is a way to take something like that and make it your forever job, but it's a, that is a that is a really really hard transition, I think. Yeah, no, I think it's like I didn't have the perspective either because uh, you know what I was shooting for was just thinking like, oh man, if I make it to assistant manager of this place, I make like thirteen bucks an hour, and it's like you know big money. Like it was like <laughs> making like eight bucks an hour and just planning on just like. 
you know, working my way up. And uh, I mean, eventually I got to be, you know, like a shift manager or something. And like, even as like a shift manager with like a key and just like, you know, running like, you know, shift and everything. It's like, okay, it's like 10 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I don't know. Even then, it's still like, just, I don't know. Okay, maybe I can like just wait out one more person and get like, you know, the assistant manager position or something. And uh, I don't know. I was trying to be like, you know, a good employee and like, you know, really uh, show my worth and, uh, you know, work the way up and everything. But then, I guess eventually they uh, hired on someone else who had been like a manager at a Popeye or something. And uh, it was like definitely uh, one of those people who just sort of, uh, I guess, kind of has like, you know, the game in mind, just like to come in with this like real, uh, you know, strategy of just being like, okay, I'm just going to be like, uh, get on the cleaning all the time. Because I guess you like strike while the iron's hot when you're, like the new person, like everyone else is kind of, uh, you know, slacked on like uh, cleaning stuff and everything. So then you come and be like the squeaky wheel and like, uh, you well, know, the, you say like, okay, I'm starting a cleaning initiative here. What happens, you know, it actually happens. Uh, it happens in, in all levels of jobs. I, I have a friend that gets a new job. Like it seems like once a year, but every once or two years, he's just like a confident guy that will, like you said, make up a new plan for the business or will just like walk into a place and say, this is how we're going to do it and fall flat on his face and then just go to the next place and do it. <laughs> and he's failed upwards. Like he's only gone to like bigger and bigger places and been like, we need to scrap all this and try new things. And they were like, we'll give you $80,000 a year for that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not yeah, it's, it's like it, a music man. Yeah, and it happens. It happens in uh, it happens in the 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 world of uh, retail management too, where somebody comes in and is just like you said. I I care the most about cleaning. I'm going to make sure that these guys and gals, non-binary pals, get on their hands and knees and clean the seams of the fucking coolers and shit. You know, like yeah, and that's their that's what they can yeah, rely. Really. They can rest on. So they like formalized sort of the. Uh, it was it a locally owned uh, pizza place. No, this was a uh, place that was, like, I don't know, they have, uh, like, I guess 13 or 14 places, but it's based in, like, you know, like, another city, like, two hours away or something, so okay. it was kind of a, it was, like, an outpost, pretty but much, it, like, there wasn't much, like, oversight. Okay, so it was basically, like, a kind of, hey, we have a thing, we get, we get it done, and that's it, right? Like, before this manager came in, and then they came in and formalized and set up this whole new thing and made the job shittier? It was even more like, you know, it was like uh, the general manager was still there, but, you know, she came in as just like, you know, another like shift manager or something that I, you know, just did enough. Uh, I, like, I don't know, I forget exactly how it played out, but like the um, general manager ended up getting fired and, uh, you know, she got like, you know, the general manager job, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty much like, you know, just the actual like owners of the company just heard like whoever wrote reports. And I think it, it was probably as simple as just, you know, she would just write a bunch of like emails to them to, you know, be like, Oh, here's some progress on the cleaning problem. Like, I think at one point she wrote like a Yelp review, like under her own name still, but, uh, 
just saying something about like, oh, great restaurant, friendly staff, but the uh, you know the, the cleaning seems to be the is an issue or something. Like just even like setting things up like that, just to uh, you know like establish your place or something. But yeah, I mean, pretty much by the time she got like you know the general manager uh, thing, I was like out. But uh, anyway, it, you know the whole thing kind of you know yeah. back just the you know drinking at work sort of a. Uh, it was like, you know, I just want to say Casper's living, like, oh man, she's just going to end up being like general manager. They, like pretty much just ended up like, you know, bringing like uh, just some beer or something with like, you know, all the, uh, you know, shifts at work. Cause it was still apart from her, like all, you know, the same kind of, as you're talking about, like, you know, the pizza shop sort of vibe where, you know, just like a fun place to work still. And also, you know, just not having to care about it anymore. It was like, you know, still a fun, like, couple of weeks until, like, I ended up just quitting. But, uh, yeah, man, it was like the, you know, kind of start to finish, like, you know, arc of just thinking, like, oh, this is my, like, forever job to just, you know, being like, man, just work just sucks in general, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that is the thing, like, I thought McDonald's would be my forever job when I got that job. Oh, you believed all that fucking bullshit ass propaganda literature on the front that said like those people they started let you watch from a movie. Oh, they did. Yeah, they give you a movie to watch. I remember there was always pamphlets that were just like full of success stories about some fucking poor individual that got their life saved by McDonald's because they're a manager now. And they what's his name a- from the commercial? Remember him? Like he's walking down the street and everybody's like, "God damn, Calvin." <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think his name was Cal. I can't remember what his exact name was, but like, I do remember being like, I do totally remember that. Like, his name uh, was Calvin. It was Calvin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I figured it was. It was Calvin like, got a job. He's a manager. He's the manager, and I was like, I could be the manager, and the manager wore a button-up shirt, and like, I was like, that's. I mean, that's really good enough for me. You know, I'm going to sit back here and tell everybody what to do, and I'll make like $30,000 a year. Everybody's going to be happy, and uh, that'll be the that'll be my life. So, like, every job I ever had was a forever job to me. Like, I will have this job for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, thank you for calling in. Or did you hang up already? I didn't hang up on nothing. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for calling in, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. Have a good night. We're going to break. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there music? There's no music. Brett, send the music. Can you fill up some time? Yeah, I'm just sitting here filling some time. This you know? is going to be a guesstimation. Um, Sorry. Yeah, Brett, Brett, we forgot. I forgot to check. We were the talking music. about Star Wars before. We were talking. We were talking about Star Wars, and I'll give a movie recommendation to people. Murder in the Front Row. Is about the thrash metal scene in California and in uh, the Bay Area, and some of it's in LA. And uh, uh, thrash metal scene means Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer. Yeah, Exodus. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of them. Suicidal Tendencies, like a lot of bands like that. It's like thrash metal, and it's just like this this movie about a scene. And uh, I wish they made more movies about scenes. Like, I, I wish it's like decline of Western civilization movies were kind of about scenes. Yeah. And I really do wish, well, like, that they would take, like, I would love to see the California new metal scene. Yeah. The, the Bakersfield, Sacramento, 
Like all those, like all those first bands were there's, were there. I would love to see a movie about those scenes. There's got to be enough stuff together. I mean, oh, it's yeah. amazing to me, like, um, listening to Metallica and then going on YouTube, and there are videos of some of their like earliest shows. Uh -huh. I mean, you can see so much stuff on the internet now. Uh, there that just you have to like make a narrative out of it. I'm sure that the I'm sure that uh, the new metal guys have even more video because it was cheap and easy at the time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's what I think. That's why they're pumping out skate vids, you know, so easily because you could just record whatever the fuck you want. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, uh, this week uh, your music is brought to you by Agave Beats. They are at SoundCloud.com/slash Agave Beats. We love agave, don't we, folks? That mez it. Oh, it's in tequila. Mezcal. <laughs> I don't right? like it. It's a uh, cactus. cactus. You, like, you like cactuses, don't you? You don't have to turn. Oh, my God. Remember how I laughed at all the cactuses? You laughed at them in her face? No, like, as in, like, these are fucking goofy looking. Yeah.
Hey everybody, welcome back to Street Fight Radio. It's the call-in show. Thanks to all of y'all that showed up to watch us on the live stream. Right now we're trying to really get our numbers up on Twitch. So if you can, uh, if you have a Twitch account and you're watching us somewhere else, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, head over to Twitch. We need more live viewers so that we can get the partnership status. If it, that's too much to ask, don't worry about it. Uh, Brian and I are working on expanding our streaming capabilities uh, since, you know, quarantine's happened. And uh, we'll be bringing more content throughout the week. So look for that. You can follow Street Fight Radio on all of the social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're Street Fight WCRS. On Twitch, our username is Street Fight Radio. So come hang with the gang. And uh, the chat is going off. Lots of good people in there. Uh, Dr. Voke is in here. Grindcore Enthusiast. I saw Lydia was in there earlier. Ghost of Ghost Dad. Lots of good people in here. Adding a lot to the conversation. They're talking about eating cactuses right now. Nepales. Which I, I like cactus. I fucking had a Nepales uh, torta. When I was in uh, Los Angeles, when I got my knee tattooed at Marginalized Tattoo by Dave Davenport, look him up, he's in Los Angeles. Um, we had some time to kill, so I went and got lunch and had a cactus fucking torta that was really goddamn good. So, I love Nepalis. Uh If you want more of that music, it was Agave Beats. That's some perfect music to chill to, uh, relax, work, whatever, study, whatever you need. Uh, Agave Beats is available at soundcloud.com slash agave beats. Thanks for sending that in. If you want to send your music into the show, send us a DM, send us an email, streetfightradio at gmail.com, uh, or message us on Patreon, whatever it is. Uh, you ready to get back into these calls? I am. I am. Let's get some people on the phone. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey. Yo. Uh, am I on? Yeah. Yes. This is you. Hell yeah. Uh, this is... Uh... Yakov from West Tennessee. Uh, first time caller, uh, somewhat of a, uh, I'll say about a year listener, maybe at this point. Hey, that's a long uh, time. Maybe less than that. That's a long time for us. I appreciate us. that. Hey, what, so what's going on tonight? Uh, not too much. I've been just drinking some hot tea because my throat is sore. I don't think it's the COVID. I think it's just allergies. But, yeah, uh, allergies been giving yeah. people panic attacks now, though. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I I had a lot of them because of mine, and it was it's just like you're like, uh oh, uh oh, what is this? And then you're like, oh yeah, that's right, allergy season. Yeah, this happens every year, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it sucks because like, I mean, maybe it's a good thing it's like stopped me from getting back on the bottle, but also, uh. Because, like, I don't want to drink when I'm already, like, my throat's shitty and I'm going to, like, wake up with a bunch of, like, phlegm the next morning. But uh, I also miss Jack Daniels. So, kind of at that point of the quarantine. Jack Daniels um, guy, huh? Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Daniels, hey, if you please. <laughs> I love that. That's one of my favorite country songs. Jack Daniels, if you please. Drop me to my oh, yeah. knees. Who's that uh, David Allen Coe. A very problematic guy, but has a lot of really great country All music right, songs. <laughs> As Brett says, I only listen to problematic country artists. 
<laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, is there is there another kind of trippy artist? Uh, those are the new guys that people try to get me into, but I sort of like, I don't know. I it just the new. Yeah, I mean, the new guys that are like uh, uh, libs or or like uh, leftists. I mean, I think it's neat that they're doing it, but I just it just yeah. always happens. Like I, it's weird. It's hard to do that honky tonk sound, you know, with a leftist bent. <laughs> And it's also just hard to write leftist songs in the style that I like because the style that I like is guys crying about a woman leaving them. That's all I care about. I care. I like listening to guys drinking and crying. Uh, There's an album called uh, there's an album by a guy named Daniel Romano, and it's kind of new and it's called Come Cry With Me. And it's one of my favorite country albums ever. I guess there's a recommendation. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I'll check some, some of that stuff out. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I'm from Tennessee, so definitely grew up around a lot of country music. Never really got into it. Um, How old are you? I was more, like, into... Uh, I'm 23. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's... like. The only reason my daughter, who is 15, likes country music is because it's been around since she was born, you know? Like, there's always been, yeah, yeah. like, like Waylon Jennings. I played Waylon Jennings a lot uh, when she was a kid. All right. And, like, so she kind of digs it, but it's like your whole life, most country music was, like, not great. You know, it was like that you were there when yeah. it turned into pop music, which is a bummer. But, you know, there's there's a lot of really good old yeah. stuff. Daniel Romano, check out Come Cry With Me by Daniel Romano. If you like listening to men cry. Okay. <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely. Like I, I listen to a lot of music um, and and some like, I guess some stuff that I listen to would sort of be in the folkier country or side of things. Well, I'll I'll tell you this too. Like, like like, um, Sturgill Simpson's album, Meta Modern Sounds and Country mm -hmm. Music, is really good. Like that album, that's like old country. Oh yeah, it's great. And it's all about drugs, like most of it. (laughs) So that's kind of cool too. Oh yeah. Uh so what's going on? Straight edge up until fairly recently. But um I guess we can talk about the straight edge thing. So I was straight edge actually up until very recently. I only started drinking like in my senior year of college, um, which I guess that's one of the things I felt like talking about tonight was just uh, how fucked up academia is. Because um, I like just sort of graduated college this past summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went into college not really... No, well, I, I let me put it this way. I thought I knew exactly what I wanted to do, and it was basically I really knew what everyone else wanted me to do, and I thought that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. What, what, uh, what was it like? What was the the major? So I was I went in as a history major because I thought I wanted to be a. I thought I wanted to be a teacher. I thought I wanted to teach history. Cause it was like the one thing I was good at in high school. It was like, I was, I made very good grades in history class. Um, 
as, as opposed to everything else, which I was, I made like decent grades in English and stuff, but I was never like a math or science guy. And my history teacher thought I was a really bright kid. And so I ended up doing like history bowl and like national history day and stuff. And because a lot of it was just like, it was like cool stories to me or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I've always just like cool stories. I grew up in like a storytelling family. So I was like, all right, yeah, let me, let me be a history teacher. I'll get to like help kids learn stuff and maybe like, um, you know, because uh, I grew up like Jewish in the deep south um, and in the very rural deep south until like the fifth grade. So I encountered like a lot of bigotry and shit. And so I wanted to like teach kids history was my idea of like, oh, that's how we'll, we'll like counteract that. Like I'll, I'll make sure kids know history and then they won't be racist. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's that's a, I mean, that's admirable, you know? Yeah, they, it, I mean, and then sort of like I got into college and I took two history courses and was like, this is not at all what I thought it was going to be. And I mean, it's cool. And I, I've since, you know, uh, getting out of college and even just not being a history major um, and like getting into lefty politics and stuff, I've learned a lot more about history uh, in like maybe the past year than I did for like the four years that I was in college. I don't know. But, um, I mean, it's, it, I guess like the, there's like a narrative way of teaching history a lot of times that I, I don't know, like it can make you feel it, 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 I don't know. It makes it seem harder to, to like learn or, or develop a thing, especially in college where, you know, if you're, if you're just getting your bachelor's, they're not really letting you, you know, do what you want to do. You know, they're, they're not like saying, uh, Hey, go find some primary sources and, and come up with some sort of a theory of history or, or something like that. Right, and like right. when you get out, I, I feel like when you get out, you have a better chance of, of just being like, well, I'm just going to read what I'm interested in. And then try to find that, mm-hmm. the, that stuff, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. And, like, I was, in a way, lucky. Like, I went to, like, a really good college to be a history major at. Um, and so that's what sort of made me realize this is not what I was w- wanting to do. Because I was getting, like, the best possible, maybe not the best possible, but, like, for me, being, like, I'm, like, half stupid. Like, I'm half really smart and I'm half really stupid. And I got into, like, a pretty good college uh, that was, like, um, Zen, Arkansas. It was, like, probably the best college in the state of Arkansas, uh, especially for, like, history stuff. Because they actually had, like, a history professor that specializes in Native American studies, which is what I thought I wanted to, like, zoom in on. Because my grandma had this crazy theory about, like, um, well, not even a theory, but she always just told me, like, Jacob, like, Native Americans are like the Jews of America. Wow. Um, <laughs> which, I don't know about that one, but, it, you know, you hear certain stuff at a young enough age, it, like, imprints on you. Yes, yes. So I was like, yeah, let me, like, let me, 
I like studying Native American history. It's like not a thing that was taught to me a whole lot, but I was very interested in. And I was like, more people need to know about this because, I mean, Native American getting fucked over all the time. Let me see if I can hop out with that. Um, I don't know. I'm very scatterbrained at that point. <laughs> no, I still am, but in a different way. Um, and so I was like, all right, cool. I'll. Um, so, one second. Mom, I'm on, I'm on the phone to Street Fight. I'll talk to you in a second. I will, I will, I will do the dishes. I know, I know. I, okay, fine, fine. I'll go in the kitchen. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. It's okay. I didn't know if you were doing a bit at first. So, I, I, but. No, it's sadly not a bit. I live with the mom. It's, hey. Uh, you know. Hey, if your mom says do them dishes, you better do the you fucking do the dishes. dishes. That's the problem. Oh, no, I, I will. I definitely will. I eat enough. I have to do the dishes. <laughs> I, I also, I'm just eating just all the time now. I, I was before, but especially now that it's like the only thing I have to do, I'm just constantly eating. No, I'm the um, same. I, can't, I have to stop. I'm trying to figure out ways to make it stop or I'm like finding, uh, I've been like just drinking juice, like just a little bit of juice or something to like not end up eating like just a tortilla with peanut butter in it or something because I'm bored. Right. No, I just like ate um like uh, a plate of spaghetti and an egg roll. All right. Um Wow, that's a wild yeah, meal no, there. I, that is that's as weird as Doritos and an Italian sub. That's actually not weird. That's customary. That's uh Right. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's uh that's pretty impressive. Thank you. No, I I I'm I'm like a very skinny guy, but I eat like I'm not. It's very weird. Uh, it's going to catch um, up. Okay, let me tell you something. I was too and did. And it caught up with me. Now people on the street comment on the size of his gut. <laughs> yeah, now people on the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my my dad says it's coming full and I believe him. But uh, yeah, it was sort of okay. That brings me to another reason why I called and I'll sort of maybe go back to the academia thing. Uh, for a little bit, but, uh, so like I said, I live out in West Tennessee. I'm back living with my parents and I'm in this very small rural town. It's about an hour away from Memphis. And because of this COVID stuff that's been going on, uh, there's like, uh, you know, like a lot of the, like our two restaurants or whatever, it's a bit of an under exaggeration, but they've been like having trouble with stuff and, like, you know, obviously rural communities are getting really hit hard by this, but I was reading this article uh, in, like, the one of the Memphis newspapers that was like, uh, local chef goes back to his small town to help out local restaurant. And at first I was reading, I was like, oh, he's going to, like, you know, donate his hours of time or whatever, and... It's going to mean that, like, uh, people are, like, like, the workers are going to make more money or something, or, like, he's donating plates to, like, the less fortunate because we got, like, a lot of poverty in our community, like, fucking Marsha Blackburn and her, like, evil fucking legislation has just, like, rained down opiates onto my fucking community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Like, I'm like, oh, there's, like, this guy's going to, like, actually do something. But, of course, like, nothing is ever that fucking 
simple and good uh, in fucking West Tennessee. So this guy comes to this local restaurant and he basically starts making his own uh, food out of this local restaurant to have like Sunday dinners or whatever. And he's charging like $35 a plate. This is, this guy is from, the, he was somewhere else and he like came back home. Yeah. So he, he moved to the city, he moved to Memphis and then he came back just for like today uh, to charge $35 a plate. <laughs> to like golf and ass. Like, and people, probably so limited yeah, like, too you know like only a few yeah. get to do it it's like uh kevin smith just did in la he just opened a movies over postmates for about a week and a half oh. one of our writers for the tv show drew spears said he was gonna order it i, I i'm gonna have to ask him Movies about report. that see if he ate the movies but yeah yeah he did that and it was like it's so weird to to like uh to i don't know it's just uh that that pop-up thing is always so weird to me because it's so limited dude so limited it's right, like nobody it's, gets to eat it right and it's like he's getting this coverage in this like fucking bougie hipster newspaper in Memphis that's like, oh, fucking hero going to help a bunch of fucking country bumpkins. But he's just like helping like the fucking country club people. And not even helping, he's just charging them. Like, like he's just doing a capitalist. That's all it is. That's true. He's just, <laughs> that's all that's happening is like the normal capitalist bullshit, but like during a pandemic and he's getting fucking praised for this shit. Uh, and maybe I'm missing something. And if I am, and anyone from my like hometown or like fucking forty people or whatever hears this and says I'm wrong, it's fine, whatever, I'll take the hell on that one. But it is I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous to me. Like we got fucking people ODing and shit all the time. We got people living in fucking trailers and you know, they, they, you like your big old fucking charity piece that gets written up in the flyer is about you charging people uh like a hundred dollars for a family meal on Sunday dinner in the middle of a fucking pandemic. I'm sorry, that just pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get what you're saying there. I, 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 I get, like, it. Is, I think it's such an odd time to uh, sell, right? If you're not giving it away. Yeah. It's, it didn't say anything about yeah, him really. giving the money away at all? Oh, no, because like, here's, here's what's like, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell myself here for a second, like, my family bought one of these fucking meals. <laughs> oh, how was it? Was it good? It was good. It was good. And it wasn't worth, like, it was not worth, like, $100 for our family of three people. Your mom's going to come like, in here and whoop your ass when she hears how ungrateful you are oh, about no. the food she got for you. Oh, trust me. Like, I, I am from a family full of smart asses. We're all <laughs> used to it at this point. But, uh. No, I, I agree, though. It also, is, it's a weird, it's a weird like, thing to be like, you know what? My food is fucking amazing. I'm a big city chef. I'm going to take this somewhere else, you know, and like the, my benevolence will be sharing my big city food with you backwoods people. Right. That's what it would feel like to me yeah. if somebody had moved That's away exactly what it to a like big city. Memphis is a big food city, too. So they were like, I can't do yeah, it absolutely. here. So I'm going to go. I'll, I'll fucking go out to Memphis and I'll handle all this. And then people will be very impressed with me. I would be insulted 
Yeah. A little bit. I'm insulted by it. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know if it was going to, like, translate or whatever, or if it was just my fucking, like, country-ass anger. Well, people do that here, too. Yeah, we have like, that a We lot. have a lot of that kind of, let's bring, let's bring some stuff to the ignorant, like, Columbus, Ohio people. Farmers. You know? Tea yeah. pullers. Yeah, mm. farmers. I love, I love when people, when, I love, like, oh, I always loved playing on that, uh... It- farmer thing you know yeah and, and i mean i'm sure i mean you're still kind of in the realm of chicago too where chicago has this big city thing we have a lot of people that go to chicago and then come back and are like i learned all of these amazing things that you fucking hicks don't even know about and then they you know they start serving fucking bone broth for 12 dollars a cup or whatever it is yeah. and then they do they get a pay they get a, something written about them about how they're like you know the the prodigal son or daughter is returning home after their journey to to Chicago to bring us back uh, really expensive ice cream that we haven't had before. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Look, we're getting like overcharged, isn't it? Fucking great. We get this fucking boutique hipster shit. Yeah. That. And I think I was listening to the episode that had Brace on it before, and I was like, yes, that's so fucking accurate. Um, oh, about like how all America is just becoming this like monoculture of just overpriced boutique bullshit. Yeah. Um, that like in the few cities that had some fucking character, they're just like just sh- scraping it away to replace it with fucking Denny's. Well, we've um, talked about that a lot on tour. Is like we go to we've been to like a lot of the big cities in the country, probably most of them, really. I think. I mean, there's probably a few we haven't been to. Uh, Miami being one, like Florida, we were trying to get down to Florida, but, uh, they have roughly the same stuff. I mean, there are ethnic sections of bigger cities Mm -hmm. where you can get very good stuff, but roughly the same. I don't think so. I mean, there's some place I think that I found, I felt very jaded by it and I think it's wrong after visiting all the cities across the country, they do have a lot of their own flavor. Like you can't. The only place you could ever get a decent biscuit is in the South. That's not something that you can't open a boutique uh, biscuit shop in San Francisco and have it not be dog shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that place in L.A. was That's selling was selling Popeye's chicken out the back door, which was, was selling repurposed Popeye's. Yeah. Yeah. The oh, big cities have a lot. A while more. ago. That's wild. That's funny, though. That's a cool trick to do. Who was the one place that was buying uh, take-and-bake pizzas? <laughs> that, I didn't know that happened. Yeah, that's an insane thing to do because take-and-bake is so expensive. Really? Know? That's cheaper than it's cheaper no, than pre-made. Not the place I The place I go, man, you're spending, like, a lot more on the take-and-bakes than you are on the, on like, the place I like. The take and bake pizza Mama is more expensive. Yes, more expensive than ordering an actual pizza, like to your house. I used to always go on there too for Tuesday day. That's true. I did that. That is cheaper. But uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I know the feeling of feeling kind of insulted, and you know, for us, you know, Columbus isn't like the smallest city. But, like, there are a lot of people who become very successful here, move away, and then come back and are like, uh, I'm just going to crush it here now. Oh, I did stuff in, in, in Brooklyn. Now when I come here, people are going to love it. And then people don't love it. <laughs> yeah, they get away with it. And like, it's right. the most infuriating thing is that everybody buys into that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the people that are left behind want to be talked down to. Like, please 
what what kind of what kind of new treats did you bring from the big city? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for calling in. Call back sometime. I, I uh... oh, absolutely. Hey, let me before I leave, if I could just shout out uh, Memphis DSA real quick. Um, because like before all this COVID stuff, I was going into the city to uh, volunteer with them a bunch, and I was trying to start up like a rural outreach program. But uh, Memphis DSA is doing some really amazing work, and we were successful with a bunch of other groups from Tennessee. To uh, uh, it's called Debonify. Uh, this guy who is a representative, a representative uh, from the Memphis area, who is doing a bunch of like cricket ass shit. We got it where he can't run as a Democrat again uh, because he was doing a bunch of like stuff that was like even right wing for Republicans. So we got his ass uh, and we're doing a whole bunch of good stuff uh, in West Tennessee. So shout out to PSA. Sweet. Thanks for calling Glad in. Glad to hear, yeah. Thanks for calling in. Have a hey, good one. My pleasure, y'all. All right. You too. Love that stuff. Love. I love small town pride. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's cool stuff. Yeah, man. there's like, a lot of good stuff happening there. A lot yeah, of people we don't, we in places like that can cook really well too because they put their ankle in it. Yeah, they put their ankle in it. <laughs> it's like yeah, they're like we don't have overnight's oats here because we aren't going to pay ten dollars for someone to soak fucking oats and coconut milk overnight. Yeah, we can do that ourselves. Yeah, we can do. We can that. go to Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, we'll go to the Piggly Wiggly and make some overnight oats. I'll go to fucking Food Lion. I can make avocado toast for almost no money. Guess what? Purple potatoes taste like fucking white potatoes. You're getting screwed over. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Them purple carrots taste just like orange carrots. I know. I know. I know. But they look good on the plate. That's a presentation thing. Okay. They they taste the same, though. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, I know. I understand it, but. I uh I don't know I I mean I'm not a big fine dine I don't I go love- to fine dining places a lot but when I do I do appreciate a good presentation. <laughs> okay. You like to Instagram your plates. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who no, we talk? I never to? do that actually. <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, man, it's Steve in Shanghai. How's it oh, going? you're in China. How's China doing? I hear you. You're all getting to go China's out a little fine. more. Yeah, today is the first day my wife got to go back to her office. How was it? Is, is, is there still like some trepidation? No, not really. I mean, everybody has to wear a mask when you go outside. Oh, and okay. That's perfectly fine. I don't give a shit. I mean, that happens every year and then sometimes in the summer too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, where are you at again? Shanghai. Sorry, Shanghai. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. Are you the one that DM'd us about it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. I. Uh. So. So. Where are you at? Where is everything at right now? Then. Uh. Well, everything is mostly reopened. Uh, the only really big thing is right now, anybody who's not a Chinese citizen can't come into the country. So we have friends that got bugged out and are trapped in. Uh, there's some guy in India. There's a guy who's stuck in Thailand. Oh, no. I can't get back in. There's a guy we know who's from Ukraine. He, he made it back in, but his landlord changed the locks and won't let him back into his apartment. Whoa. Oh. They're all weird and afraid of foreigners at that place. Yeah. It's fucked up. 
Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That, I mean, that's like kind of a, sounds like what our future is going to be too, as people are going to be, you know, racist about it. Just paranoid. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So how, how long was your lockdown? We, I don't know. We weren't ever really fully locked down in Shanghai, but she didn't go to work since the end of January. Okay. Okay. And things were really weird, mostly through February. Like we, we kind of panicked and we took off to Japan for a week to see how things were going to shake out. And then we came back cause we've got our apartment and our cats and all this stuff here. We didn't want to leave it behind. Yeah. And like they, they've just been reopening things. You know, you can go out and get food, get coffee. I can you sit inside? Big venues aren't open anymore. Hmm? Can you sit inside at places? Yeah, you can go into the restaurant. Oh. They, they all have like hand sanitizer everywhere. Their signs say like wear a mask unless you're eating, shit like that. Yeah. Uh, the public park across the street from us is reopening, but they get to check people in. And it's not open all night like it used to be. Okay, so it's probably going to be like almost. It'll be like almost like, but I, I just, I'm looking at this as how our thing ends. It's like, it's all, it, it gets yeah. fairly normal, you know? Like, it's like 90%. Yeah. Yeah. But you can you go to, you can't go to concerts and shit though, right? Are there concerts and shit? Well, um, I don't think so. There are like Instagram museums and shit that we've been to since hell the last two two weeks or so. So museums, like there's there's things that's open. It's not locked down by any means. And they they're did, just not doing really big events. I think this this was and this happened because they were able, what because the amount of new cases was going down. Like they thought it was coming. Yeah, they. They did that that contact tracing thing with the the phone apps and stuff. Okay. Um, and you know, people that that got the red code, they had to go into the quarantine for two weeks, stuff like that. That's so right. They, they've kind of been on top of it. It's not perfect, but it's a lot better. Probably than here. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not testing anybody. Yeah, watching America fuck it up from here is crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, on this end, I, I had a I had a moment the, this week where I was just like the. I mean, it really is the worst possible people. Like I, like the, the thing that I hate the most about being alive is that you have enough of a brain to imagine something that's just like incrementally better. That would be so that would just change everything. Like I, I can't. It's so hard to sit here and just watch people fuck this thing up. I mean, I guess I'm stuck in my house, just gonna go mad. Um, but there's they're already kicking people out the door to go start watching movies again. It's in some places. Yeah, Where, where's that at? Georgia that's gonna be bad. Georgia has movie theaters. Vegas was up. like, we'll be a control group, and it's like, fucking dude, <laughs> people fly to Vegas and then fly home. That is not helpful at all. Tourism, it, you're not helping anybody. Yeah, for for a while it was locked down here like you couldn't go to other provinces or cities and shit were they doing the um they, you know as a, taking the temperatures what about that stuff yeah they still do that like everywhere you go there's a guy with a little laser thermometer and help all scan you and just wave you through our our front gate at our apartment is like that 
I love that. Why do we have guards real friendly and shit here? It's just like I'm sitting here rotting in a hole at my house and I'm watching like all of this future tech. They're talking about all these things while (laughs) in America we have folks trying to get arrested so that they can have play dates on the playground and shit. And people storming the the state house demanding that they can get a haircut. Yeah, I I I I think we we just don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the system to do it and they don't want to admit it. You know, it's not just that though. It's, it's the community. Like people in America are real, like bullheaded and individualistic. Whereas in China and Japan and Korea, it's way more community oriented. So people are like, I'll wear my mask to help protect you as well. Oh God. Beautiful. Fuck. I would love to hear that. Kind everybody of there is hard headed and stupid and they want their, their haircuts and shit. Yeah, yeah, people here think that you can literally just read about medicine and get a pretty good idea about it. That's true. <laughs> that is true. People think that if you stay up long enough in the middle of the night, you can understand, like, disease and, vi- and virus spreads. Yeah, just watch a bunch of YouTubes. If somebody with a PhD tells you it'd be okay if you went out, then... uh if somebody with a PhD says you can go out, they don't care what the PhD's in. It could be an intelligent design, yeah. and they'd be like, "This motherfucker was saying that it's okay if yeah, I go out." He knows. Yeah, I just think I I really feel like we the 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 real thing is that like we don't have like we don't have power over the insurance companies, and we don't have power over the the hospital system and the for profit pharmacy. Uh, pharmaceutical system and there's no like coherent healthcare system so we don't have a way to set up a massive we don't have a way to mobilize a massive response to this where we're testing everybody and we're taking temperatures and all that stuff like we don't there isn't a system to do that and they don't want to say there isn't a system to do that because we're supposed to have the best healthcare system in the world because it's not really a system is the thing it's just a collection of private businesses uh trying to make more money than each other or soak each other for more money or get the most amount of money possible and i think that's why they're not testing everybody because we all know the simple solution is just to fucking test everybody and then quarantine the people that have it that's the fucking solution yeah. You know, and I don't see, I, I don't, that's the way I look at it is like, you could just do that. You know, I don't know how it works. I don't have, know how a system works, Somebody but I do feel it. like a Medicare for all sort of situation makes it much easier to pull the resources together to make that happen. You know? Yeah, definitely. Like they, they have that here. They have that in Korea and Korea is really on top of that shit. Too. Yeah, you know, they they were running people through drive through tests, and they've got you know you can buy better health care. Everybody gets the the public health care for free. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, I mean it's just infu- it's frustrating to be here because it 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 also like it reinforces that attitude. Like for me, it makes me understand that I am all alone. Like I, I think that they are sending the message that I do have to just look out for me and my wife and my kid. And I shouldn't worry about anybody else but them. Like they've, they've pushed it to that point. Um, because they aren't, uh, there's like, I can't, I can't do anything outside of them. Like we can't create a system outside of them. They would 
kill us if we try to do something like yeah. that. So we're, we're stuck with them. And at the same time, it just keeps building this resentment of like, there's nothing I can do except for be fucking selfish right now. You know, like it's, that's what you feel like you're forced to that point. And then it just becomes a natural way of being, you know, once you, you've lived here your whole life. Yes. Yes. It's, it's really, uh, you know, the people that are trying to get back out here, they are like some of our most selfish. They're, they're kind of some of our mo most selfish people anyway, and they're the ones, I mean, they're just selfish, but also uh, somebody posted a poll yesterday that said that more people believe in vampires than believe we should open up. So it, that's good. It's, well, it's a media, it, that's two pronged thing to me. I don't, it, it's weird that, that there is a non-zero number of people that believe in vampires. Well, it just depends how you, statistics is all about how you ask the question. Okay. If you ask me if I believe in the possibility of vampires, then yes. Yes. But like, I agree. Have I been visited? I, don't, I haven't though. been visited by one, but I'm, I bet they're out there. I don't agree that there's a chance that there's vampires for real. Well, That's they don't just want my you, opinion. They don't want you to know about it, dummy. Okay. Well, I mean, but how could they hide it? Be secretive? You can't. You can't. You couldn't be that secret. They, they only come out at night. Yeah. I'm out on, I'm up all night, though. I've been out at all hours of the night. Never seen a vampire. Ever. It's true. But yeah, I, I think that, like, you know, they think those people think the media overblows the threat of coronavirus. I think that the media overblows their movement. And like a lot of people have been talking about this, but this really does remind me of the Tea Party movement where it was like everybody was like these fucking wackos, these crazy people. But the Tea Party movement was successful. Yeah, it was very successful. They are the president now. They run most of the most of the parts of the government. Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, yeah. Dan Crenshaw exists. Yeah. You know? So, like, I think we have to worry about them. I do. Because, you know, even if it's astroturfed, it's still getting to people. They're the minority that rules. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're like, I mean, this is the, the talking, the reason that you get fed up with NPR is because they're like, we have to, you know, more people believe in vampires than opening up the economy. But every news station in the world is going to be like, you know, it's 50-50 right down the middle. Half mm -hmm. of us want to open up the economy. Half of us don't. Let's have a discussion. Let's give all of this airtime to fucking uh, coronavirus protesters. People are saying that there's coronavirus, that this coronavirus thing is a hoax. And it's like fucking your uncle. Right. That drives a fucking... $80,000 truck that has a three percenter sticker on the back of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. It's good to hear that China's getting back to normal because it makes me feel like maybe we can start to get there. Yeah, just hang in there. Thank you. We will. Well, Ohio's good. We need Ohio to, just, we need to shut the fucking shape. borders off and kick everybody else that ain't Ohio. It's that's so, true. Let's it's just kick it, everybody that's not from Ohio out of Ohio. It's definitely Ohio versus the world now. Yes. That's what the that's that's what's going forward. And it's all because Bill Gates wants to force everybody to get the mark of the beast. That's mm -hmm. the only reason that we're stuck in this fucking house cuz Bernie Sanders is going to take his money. True. True. Okay. Oh, we we uh we got 5G all over the place here though. See? That's what I'm screaming. 
5G, that's some dangerous shit. That Watch makes out. your nuts stop working or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's what I hear. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. Uh, we really appreciate it. Peace. International callers. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, later on. Motherfucking China checking in. China. I'm kind of glad things are going relatively normal, though, you know? Like, in China. I mean, I guess, like, for me, uh, the masks in public thing, but that's, like, a normal thing. Like, there are times where you have to wear a mask anyway there, so that's something. Uh, I feel... That made me feel a little more confident in the future. Okay. I think. I'm glad to hear that. Because I, I really want to get back. I want to go back, go back, and do it all over. But I can't go back anymore. I don't know who sings it. It's probably Mike and the Mechanics or some shit. I don't know that song. I want to go back. Because I'm feeling so much older. And I can't go back anymore. I can look it up, man. Do we got any more calls? Yeah, we got quite a few more calls. Oh, Eddie no. Money. Well, we got, like, that's an Eddie Money track. That's an Eddie Money. I want to go back. You're killing it, dude. I'm not. Fuck, dude. I'm Dig a good deep. singer. I know, a deep lot of, I know a lot of songs. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi. Am I on? You're on. Who's this? What's up? It's Lydia from Ohio. Hey, Lydia. We know how it's going in Ohio. We're here. We... We sure do know how it's going in Ohio. <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Better than most. Honestly, not too bad. Um, I mean, it's kind of fucked up, but we love our Republican governor. Um, yes. He kissed his ass. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we do love that guy. We love him and a- Dr. Amy. Amy. Dr. Amy Acton is the other big celebrity in Ohio right we're now. We're just all crushing on her. Yeah, we're yeah, going to have... There's going to be Amy Acton thrift to- shirts at the thrift store for a very long time. Nice. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I love how the guy's just from China and you were like, Ohio has taken over the world. It's like, no, it really has. <laughs> Ohio's everything that anyone talks about. Like... Everyone else who lives in the Midwest who isn't from Ohio is jealous that they're not from Ohio. I know. Everything revolves around us. Jenny, we just found out Jenny's ice cream is involved with... Uh, Jeffrey some, Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein and some sort of... Like, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. It yeah. just all happens here. Joe, Uncle Joe Biden came here in 2016 to do the ice cream speech. Les Wexner was the benefactor speech. that set up Jeffrey Epstein. So I mentioned Le- on... Like, I mentioned on a recent episode of Shocktober that when this thing's over, they don't get to call us dumb anymore because we handled it well. Okay. But we haven't, we haven't, we still, like, we could still open up on an early day and fuck this whole thing up. But so far, we've been one of the better places. Yes. So you can't call us Florida man anymore. Florida man is still Florida man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we still got some wacky we're people Ohio out here. women. Yeah, yeah. We're Ohio women. <laughs> I love that. Okay. How do we... Okay, I called, I guess, tonight. I'm a little drunk. But I called tonight to guess, get your guys' perspective on selling trash to men through DMs on Twitter. Like, what is the trash? Specifically, he was like... um fingernail clippings and spit 
This like is barf? Spit. Oh, I thought she said sick. No, just spit. Sick. He said, he said that actually he would even like, no, spit. He would yeah. like me to like brush my teeth and then spit all the spit into like a jar and send that to him. I would do it. I mean, that's just me though. I don't have, I have like a lot of toxic masculinity and I live in the patriarchy. I am like, and I don't know how all that stuff I'm, like relates, but I would like, I've said this before. I would sell my underwear to somebody in a second. Like if somebody is like, I'll, I'll pay you 60 bucks for your underwear. I'd be like, dude, I'll fucking cut a huge fart in them too. Before I send it, if that's what you're looking for. No, I'm, I'm so down. He like, I am like very much interested in this. And he was like, can you make me a video of you? Like fitting it into the jar. And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. So I was like, okay, but that's going to be like one fifty. And he was like, he already sent it to my Venmo. All right. God. So you took the devil's deal. And then, and then, and then he said, um, would you want a video of, okay. Cause here's the gross part. Do you want to know what he's going to do with it? Oh, I hope he drinks it. What is it? Yeah. He's going to drink it. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> hey. He was like, do you want a video of me drinking it? And I said, I'll watch a video of you drinking it if you send me another $50. And he said, okay, I'll hit you up when I get it. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I would drink it. I, I mean, not. I wouldn't drink it. <laughs> Wait, that was wow. gross, right? Yeah, I'd watch the video, Wait. though. I would, I would be. You, Brian's ready to send you $150, it sounds like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would watch the video, I guess. I would love right, to see yeah, the video. No. Lydia, when I was young... Like go ahead. What? I was going to say, when I was young, um, eBay was still in its very early days, and uh, there was a big section of eBay for jock-worn clothing. So you would just wear, like, soccer socks and, like, jock straps, and you would just go sweat as much as you can in them, and then you would sell them on eBay. <sighs> and I say, I came but so... Yeah, I came so close to doing it, like for money. There were so many times when I thought about just selling my underwear for money. Um, I when was, I was in high I, school, when I was in high school, I sent I sent a pair of my old Converse to some guy on the internet. He bought me a new pair. Okay, well, I, I say you got to study <laughs> under you got to stutter study under the tutelage of like uh, Dominia Chiara or something. You got to talk to Hypno Femdom to get like the finer points. Because I don't know how to navigate those type of circumstances. I mean, it makes sense for something so easy to do for that amount of money. I, I don't see any problem with it. Right. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I've just been kind of doing it on my own. The, the funniest thing I thought about it, though, is, like, isn't this the funniest time to want to drink someone else's spit? It is a weird like, time. <laughs> like, I wonder if he... we can't even go anywhere near each other. I bet he would like to get some boogers too. Like, I wonder if he'd like to get I some boogers. Them? Yeah, just a couple boogers. Let me just throw, I threw some boogers in there for you. Threw some boogers in an envelope I think for you. Charge for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you toss me another twenty-five bucks. I'll throw some uh, boogers in an envelope for you. Literally, I have all this trash here. It's not making me any money. Like, <laughs> if I can ship that shit out on UP USPS. Express, like absolutely. Yeah, that's very cool. That that I I you know again. I wish people were like that with me. I would give them anything. <laughs> and I would love to watch videos. I love 
like oddity videos, man. Yeah. Someone drinking someone's spit, I'm like into that idea of watching it. I also want to see uh, uh, David Brooks naked because he was posting yesterday <laughs> about nude pictures. Oh. And I was like, mm, I'd like to see the, his nudes. Okay. And again, Donald Trump naked. I've always wanted to see Donald Trump naked. Like just from. Oh my God. I have a theory. Like I told this to someone in real life recently and because they were talking about like Monica Lewinsky or whatever. And I was like, honestly, if I was in the Oval Office with any president ever, I would suck their dick. <laughs> <laughs> like ever. It's For, so like, curious. Even, I don't, like, it's not like I, I, don't, I don't like half. I don't like any of those motherfuckers, but like. Even Donald Trump, it's like, yeah, I would do it. Like, I want the story. I want to say I did it. I want the power. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you want to be on a patio someday 20 years later and you can tell this story and get everybody to buy you around. It's just like, these people are so powerful. These people are so powerful. You either want to see them naked or you want to see them taking a dump. You know? It's like, look at this motherfucker. Ooh, yeah. He's taking, like, if I saw a picture of Trump taking a dump, I'd be like, look at this motherfucker taking a shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh man would you rather do that or suck his dick <laughs> I'd, I'd love to watch him take a shit I would stand in a room with him I don't care how it smells <laughs> it probably smells bad though probably smells bad though I would guess Trump Trump doesn't have a very healthy on, diet he's probably a lot like me come out with a hot take come out with a hot take that Trump shit stinks yes that is yes I think I mean, it might just slide right out of there, though. Like, stop. So. Okay, <laughs> this is not the show. All right, yeah, I'm that. done with that. I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling in, Lydia. We got it. We yeah, got to get no these callers. That's very good funny. Night, guys. <laughs> have a good one. Very funny. It's yeah. It's something to think about that we don't have to think about ever again. Okay, if somebody wants me to spit in a jar, I'll send it to you. You'll I don't sell want it to coronavirus. Them? Yeah. Yeah, it's only going one way. Yeah. Oh no, computer is locking up. Not locking so up, but it's just shit. like spinning like crazy. Oh shit, it's that internet, I'm telling you. All right, let's see who's on the line next. They've been waiting for forever. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Skeleton? Skeleton. No, this is a really old skeleton. They've been on the phone for a long time. I want your skull. Maybe they fell asleep? I need your skull. Hello? Skeleton! You sang the magic words to bring it back to life. I had to go on mute. Oh, I do that a lot, too. What's going on tonight? Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, This is Brody from Mississippi. All right. What's up? Uh, Not much. I just... Did a little bit of yard work today. Um, the governor reopened the state, and oh. that's kind of a shitty move. So, seeing all these places reopen their businesses and stuff, and I'm like, oh, here we go. What's it look like out there? I mean, what like, were did you stay home all day, or or did you kind of go around and check stuff out? No, like my life is constantly uh, stay home, go to work, stay home, go to work, weekend, stay home. Yeah, like I, I really, I really don't get out of the house that much. Yeah, uh, mainly because of my work. Lately, I've been working night shift because of Corona. What's your job again? Uh, oh, uh, I work at a helicopter manufacturing place. Oh shit! Oh wow! Shoot. Yeah, and yeah, so it's it's you know it's not the most intense work. Like I do electrical, and it's 
it's pretty, it's mainly boring, but like if I fuck it up, I fuck it up real bad for somebody. <laughs> so how many people, uh, it, how many people at your workplace? Um, uh, let's see. I think it's like 300 in, in Mississippi and we also have a location in Texas. Uh, so at, at my workplace alone, uh, 300 and somebody on night shift, which is the shift I'm working on right now, uh, in the warehouse right next to where I work, uh, just got sent out for two weeks. They're not disclosing why, but you can get. Yeah. Um, yeah. this is the first one. Uh, no, it's the second one. So it's, it's pretty bad, you know, how bad it's infiltrating. But, uh, speaking of my workplace, I actually wanted to, you know, kind of bitch, bitch about something the higher ups are doing. Um, they sent out an email saying that encouraging employees to take 10 days off because, well, for no reason. But now there's a now there's a rumor saying that we're going to be out for two weeks without pay just because the higher ups like we have no work and because the supply chain is all fucked up, you know. So at first so, they suggested people they just were like threw it out there like, hey, somebody you should could take a vacation right now if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, look, we all know you've been working hard. Go ahead, take ten days, and it's like I'm not fucking taking ten days during this Corona shit. Like I need my money. Yeah, they, I mean, have they have they confirmed that? Uh, have they confirmed that? Like, have they? No, it's a rumor. But like this guy, he's the, he's one of the big higher ups in HR. We call him the Grim Reaper sometimes. He's been <laughs> hanging around a lot, a lot. So, um, you know, the rumor might be true. It might not be true. All I know is the Grim Reapers in the house, and that's never a good thing. God. That's amazing. Can you imagine being that guy? You just took guy. me back. Yeah, I just uh, was thinking about that guy, Linda. I know. Linda uh, was that guy at my uh, uh, cable job. Just We're going to get Linda. Hey, you need to go see Linda. And what? then I would go see Linda, and Linda would be like, hey, this is an official. It was either Linda or Mike Bath I had to go see. And every oh, time God. I saw Linda and every time I saw Mike Bath, I knew I was in trouble. Yeah, that's it. Just oh, takes me okay. back because, like, we have such a our work environment is nothing like what it was before. But as soon as you said that, I remember like being on the chopping block. We would just say someone's on the chopping block when they got called by that person from HR. The Grim Reaper is a great nickname for the office HR person. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man, he's and- gonna deliver you. He's just a dude that was like, listen. I went to college to deliver bad news. Yeah, I learned how to be bloodless. <laughs> yeah. I learned how to just yeah, follow like, whatever a piece of fucking paper no tells soul. me. Like it, it is, it is crazy. I'm not gonna say any names for fear of libel, but you know, he it, it feels like he has no soul with a smile on his face at all times. It's crazy. It's awesome. It is. It is it's like in, it's in, it's just incredible to see. I would love a dark comedy about that person's inner life. You know what I mean? Where you can just, I could, yeah. I couldn't write this. I could not write this because I don't know how you get to that position. Like four years of college, maybe six years of college. If you get a master's in human resources, you come out, you get your job. 
Uh, I gotta think you think you're mostly hiring people and making their life better. Yeah, actually, actually, he started out as a recruiter, so I don't even know oh. if he has a college degree because, you know, like, out here in Mississippi, you know, it's a manufacturing job. People, especially, especially in where I live, you know, the not cool Columbus, that's where I'm located. Yeah, you know, yeah. Columbus, Mississippi. Oh, um, you know, it's uh, Columbus, so, where? Like, Columbus, Mississippi. Oh, God, that's below yeah. Columbus, Georgia. Oh, that's the third most Columbus. Yeah, if I move yeah. out of the state, is it, how close is it? Oh, never mind, wrong state. Sorry, uh, Branson. I was yeah, gonna say how close is it to Branson, but that's Missouri. Yeah, no, it's it, it it sucks out here, dude. And like the highest paying job is where I work, and so like he he was a recruiter for that. I don't even know if he has like a master's or even a bachelor's because there are plenty of people out here working that are just high school dropouts and then he got you know he went up to one of the higher ups in hr and you know now he's the grim reaper yeah whoa i hope they don't do this to you i gotta think that like there's some sort of self-awareness by somebody in the company that you can't just make people take two weeks without pay because if they furlough you for two weeks right if they give you two weeks off without pay i don't think you can get unemployment for those two weeks yeah that and and that's what I that's what everybody's like kind of fighting about right now. Like we we just had a couple of people on day shift to get recorded arguing about like you know nobody's gonna pay my fucking insurance if I get hired if I get furloughed you know like just just stuff like that. Everybody's freaking out and you know it, it's who it's recorded you situation in Mississippi. I'm not gonna say. Oh, some uh, it's just fellow coworker. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant like management yeah, yeah, was, I was recording. In the argument, it's just I'm on night shift, and then like you know, they, I think they know they were recorded after the fact, so like that's okay. Uh, that's tight. The one party or two party state either, so that's thing. That's interesting though, because I mean, I worked a day shift, night shift, uh, warehouse job, and it was always interesting to hear the the how every manager explained things. So it would be interesting. I didn't get to hear that, but I didn't have a pocket recorder, you know. When I was doing it, yeah. No, this was this was just a coworker dicking around because those two are always fighting. One won't let down. It, it it was funny, but then the reality of it sets in, and it's like, oh wait, we, we might be for a load, like yeah, for two weeks. And I can't, and it takes two weeks to like even file for unemployment. Not to mention how long the approval process is. Like I'm not going to see that check, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Jeez. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of all I really wanted to talk about. Okay. Hear your guys' take on it, but also I did have a recommendation in the metal world. Oh, well, I'm all yeah. ears. So I heard somebody talking about Nine Treasures, the Mongolian folk band, which uh, kicks ass. I don't know if you, you did. You dig that? I liked it. I listened to it and thought it was fucking awesome. Nine yeah, treasures. it's it's really good. Now, um, another another folk metal band that I really recommend. They're they're kind of shitty, but in the best way. It's like really fun. Uh, you might already listen to them because they're kind of popular. But uh, Corpaclani, I don't remember the spell spelling off the top of my head. But uh, I have no idea like how to even. Bike. What do you say? It's Cor- like Corpaclani. Yeah, Corpaclani. I think it's K-O-R-P-I-K-L-A-A-N-I, something like that. Yeah, I got it. Um, yeah, so like they're like a Finnish 
folk metal band, and they just sing about Viking shit and, like, beer and tequila. Tequila, they actually, like, imagine these Finnish guys who already can't really speak well English trying to speak Spanish, and that's tequila, the song. (laughs) So... Okay. It, it's just it's just fine. I, I, I thought I'd just throw that all out there. Uh, just a few closing remarks. Uh, great job on the Patreon stuff. I just subscribed. Love and holy boys so far. Oh yeah, uh, it, it's it's a fun show to do. I can't wait for people to hear the next episode, which is Pastor Carl Levin with special guest yeah. Brett Payne. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, I grew up around that stuff, so I, I love it. And you know, Shocktober is great. I used to work in radio. So uh, I'm familiar with a lot of the stuff there, I'm, too. I'm so hitting all your just, spots. What about, yeah, let, let yeah, me ask yeah. you this. Let me ask you a question. How interested yeah, How interested would you be in a miniseries hosted by me and Brett Payne about the works, the collected works of the actor Hayden Christensen? <laughs> oh, dude, go for it. Come on, that'd be hilarious. We want to make it a multimedia experience where you'll also be able to get video content of it too. Dude, awesome! I would, I, I would subscribe again three times over just to see that. <laughs> Listeners, if you want it, let us know, and yeah. we'll try. We'll make it happen. Yeah, okay. It's just I'm such a weird right idea. Now, I want that shit on my Patreon feed. Yeah, we watched the the <laughs> of pre. Course, of course, if you're too busy to do it, then never mind. But. We're not. <laughs> yeah, Brian got me to watch uh, yeah. the prequel of Star Wars and something about Hayden Christensen. I can't understand why they chose him to be the fucking guy. Like, why did they pick him for Anakin Skywalker? Well, I I really don't know, but look, there's a special place in my heart for the prequels and stuff. And you're right. I heard you the other day, uh, I think it was the last call and show that you said prequel Obi-Wan Kenobi is a badass and then the rest of this in the rest of the series he's like this is an old man loser like, kind of like an old goofy guy yeah yeah thanks for calling yeah. buddy and and if you know what just hold on to hope and there is a possibility that there will be a Hayden Christensen miniseries. We just got to find out what people think about that idea. But but I want to say this. It would mean we were we would uh be reviewing movies like Jumper. Um Hey, I'm I'm all right with that. Yeah, Factory Girls in there. Uh Takers yep. is in there. American Heist. Uh Little Italy. <laughs> That's the one I want to see. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, uh, there's another one there. He was in the higher ground TV show, which I believe higher. No, higher ground's not what I thought it was, but yeah, I, I, Uh, I brought me, me and Brad have been laughing about his acting, uh, in those movies. He's a a good guy to laugh at. Yeah. And I was just like, what about a miniseries? And I was like, I think that's weird enough. So I, uh, I think I think we might try it. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Did you think it was a higher hey, learning no show? Hey, uh, I'm gonna. Um, is it all right if I plug something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so like I'm moving to Texas uh, pretty soon, hopefully. Uh, but before I leave, I kind of want to get a DSA chapter started in my area of Northeast Mississippi because out here it seems like I know a few, like you know, on the lefty side of the spectrum. You know, if you're if you're out there and you're in Mississippi and you're listening, you want to try and organize something, hit me up. Uh, Brett, you'll like this. My uh, or Brett, 
Is it Brett or Brian? Neither one of us. Which one? I mean, both yeah. of us. Uh, my my uh, my Twitter handle is Obi Wan Cabrody. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Find them and uh, find them and help them out there if you're in Mississippi or if you're just a DSA member that can help with what it is to start a chapter, right? Yeah. 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 Because I just I want to see more you know lefty lefty acts of defiance or help just out here. Obviously, we can't do it in coronavirus times, but it would it would be a nice thing. So. Yeah, hit me up. Uh, thanks for letting me call, guys. Oh, yeah. thank you. Man. The yep. Virgin Suicides. He's in Christensen <laughs> was in the Virgin Suicide. Really? I believe so. Let me make sure. Yeah, I didn't he was know. A, he played Jake Hill Conley okay. in the Virgin Suicides. The jumper movie that you mentioned was something that I remembered. I never saw that one. I knew it was going to be trash because they were just like, this is a Star Wars guy doing some like sci-fi shit. He's in the mouth of madness. Okay. But we wouldn't do that. We would do Jumper. Yes. For sure. We would do, I think, Revenge of the Sith is another episode. We would do an episode all about that one because that's where his best acting is. Okay. In the series. And then uh, we would have to do uh, The Virgin Suicides. And maybe Quantum Quest, a Cassini space odyssey. No. In Little Italy. Yeah, okay. We have a good, that's good for us. First kill. Poor guy. I just, you know, what did he do to people? There's worse. He messed up Darth Vader. He messed up Darth Vader. Yeah, I just, there was something about him. It's interesting because, like, I, I saw him say, like, these fucking Star Wars fans are toxic. And they made it so I it was hard for me to work again. And and then I like watched the movies and I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might have been like some might might been some of the acting. I'm not I'm not an actor, so I don't know. But Yeesh. yeah. <laughs> oh, this one first kill Brett. He co-stars with Bruce Willis, and it's a Wall Street broker is forced to evade a police chief investigating a bank robbery as he attempts to recover the stolen money in exchange for his son's life. That's a good movie. That's, That's a good, good movie. movie. Yeah, he's trying to save his son. That's yeah, like your important. favorite thing. It's important. Yeah, let's right. do it, man. Let's do it. We got a few more to go. I, we got 17 minutes. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello, hello. I won't take too much of your time. Uh, can you guys hear me all right through speakerphone? Yep. All right, cool. Uh, so, first of all, how are you going to do a Chris, Hayden Christensen series and not talk about Trapped in a Purple Haze? I don't know what that is. Let me look that up. I didn't it see it on his IMDb. TV anti-drug abuse movie. <gasps> well, we would do that, of course. 2000. Uh, he also, he was in Goosebumps um, in the seminal Night of the Living Dummy 3. <laughs> Okay, I will do better research. I was just looking at his IMDb page, and I don't have IMDb yeah, yeah. Premium. He has a lot of great hidden gems. Um, just, oh, my God. Uh, so Try, listen to this. Time. Um, I'll probably call back again next week. Okay. Uh, I did want to get... Um, have you guys heard about the thing going on with traps right now? I don't know. Um, yes. Brian, you're a absolutely. new scholar. You might remember them. Brian was fighting with them. Yeah, I, I got him mad at me already. 
Oh shit! That's right. Fuck, I forgot. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, trapped. They, they, uh, I, you know, they. That guy sucks because he was just like, you know, you're a loser in your mom. You live with your mom, and it's like, all right, well, that sucks because I don't. I'm married and I'm kind. I have. I'm sort of successful and I'm just like an all around better person than him. Doesn't hurt. I know it doesn't hurt at all. And it's like when people do that, you're in your mom's basement, you're a troll. I'm like, I'm more grown than you. I'm the most grown fucking person in the world. It's funny because it, I didn't even know trap was still a thing until this happened. It almost makes you wonder, like, is he just doing this to try and drum up some kind of attention? It's not going to work though. That's the fucking problem. It's like, yes, he has drummed up attention in the same way that Puddle of Mud drummed up attention. But look, uh, all publicity is not good publicity. And the trapped publicity is not going to lead people to listen to trapped songs. You know, now Puddle of Mud, Puddle of Mud, their publicity that's good publicity. That's the good shit because it's like people are fucking talking about them and then listening to them and then, but they're, they're goofing off, but it doesn't fucking matter. Well, it doesn't, yeah, you're going to peel off yeah. a certain amount of people are like, ah, it ain't that bad. I haven't listened to that album in a while. I loved it when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Like, or like, you know, I, I don't mind this. You're I listened to it today because I have to do it for the POD cast. 58 minute long album. Wow. It's just like, God damn, dude. Every single song sounds the same until she fucking hates me. And then you're like, all right, well, this is good. You know, I sent John a text of one of the lyrics. There is a lyric where he's like really passionately singing, right? And he says something about back. And then he's like, everyone around me is smoking crack. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I swear to fucking God. It's like a really, that lyrics on that album are going to be amazing to talk about. Come Clean by Puddle of Mud coming to the POD cast next. Come clean. Okay, I was actually about to ask, what's the next POD cast episode gonna be? Well, I fucking, here's what I did. I rigged the contest and then immediately regretted it and then had to, as a piece, so we're recording it Tuesday night and it's Puddle of Mud, Come Clean. And then oh, yeah. uh, I have agreed because what I did was dirty and rude. I have agreed that there will be no poll for next month and that we will do Kitty because I did Kitty dirty. Okay. I did him dirty. I just, if it was any other band, but it was like one of the only bands with a woman with women in it. And then I fucking, the, the last month they had a chance. They came in second for two months in a row. And then in the last, the third month, they were going to win. And then I was like, everybody vote for Puddle of Mud to torture John. <laughs> and then I felt guilty about it. And, and uh, then he said, I'll tell you what, make this better if you agree to just do Kitty next month. And I was like, fine, we'll do Kitty. So the next two are Puddle of Mud and Kitty. Okay, hell yeah. All right, well, I don't want to take up too much of you guys' time. It was uh, great talking. Have a good night. Thank you. Oh, dude, this fucking Trapped in a Purple Haze is a TV movie about drug abuse, which originally aired on ABC in 2000. Ooh. Its title is a reference to the Jimi Hendrix song Purple Haze. The film starred Jonathan Jackson, Joe Beth Williams, and Carly Pope with a supporting role by Hayden Christensen, who eventually beat Jackson for the part of Anakin Skywalker in the Star Wars trilogy, prequel trilogy. Trilogy. So Jonathan Jackson was supposed to be Anakin. 
And but then Hayden he, won. And then he got in on his. He worked with him on this, or he took. He his, worked with him on this anti-drug, anti-drug PSA movie. I thought, is this about the Abita beer, Purple Haze, from Nola? No, they're referencing the song Purple Haze. Excuse me, while I kiss the sky. Is that that one? That's that song, yeah. <laughs> not my favorite Jimi Hendrix song, but, you know, not what, I mean, also, like, they're never going to win when they evoke the best rock guitarist in the history of music as, like, a part of this anti-drug thing. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, I guess he's dead, but, like, you can, you can dial drugs back a little bit and not die from them. It's like when they used to talk about steroids and they would like say, you know, don't do steroids. And then they would just show this fucking ripped dude. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> picking up refrigerators. Yeah, and you were like, I'm not supposed to do these. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to be ripped and strong. <laughs> I've gone to the gym every day after school and I still look like a puny bird chest. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I take steroids? Yeah, that was the big push when I was a kid. It was less anti-drug. It was mostly anti-steroids. <laughs> Why? Was there because steroids? they were freaked about steroids? We dude. were doing steroids. My, I mean, as soon of as course. we turned eighteen, two of my buddies were getting steroids at the gym. The movie, to. the program, was like a really huge movie for the time. The program when I was a kid. The yeah, program. Program. You can look it up. You'll recognize it immediately. It had a very controversial scene where guys lay in the middle of the freeway. It's like a football movie. I never saw this one. And there's a guy named Latimer in it, and he uses what he's one of the big storylines. He uses steroids and he like beats up his girlfriend and he's like really super aggressive and stuff. Oh no. It's like the dark side of football, you know? It's like any given Sunday, but for idiots. Yes. Which I think any given Sunday is probably for idiots too, but the program is like for real idiots. James Conn, Holly Berry, Omar Epps. That's a it's fucking a famous movie. Good dude. Ass cast. Yeah, you should watch it because it is like it's of it. It's that of its hits. time. That's a good. It was. They I they had money. a scene I... where they were like hazing the uh, the rookies on. I believe it's a college team. Is it a college team, Jason? Do you remember? remember. NFL. Uh, so it's a college team, and they're hazing them. And in the commercial, they showed it. They were laying on the yellow lines on the freeway while cars like zipped by, and then they made them remove that scene from the movie because they were afraid kids would go do that. Yeah. Which kids would have gone and done that. Like, I, I know that, like, I am anti-censorship. I I think they should have left it in the movie, but you put something like that in a movie, kids are going to go. They're going to. They're so, they I was so stupid as a teenager. They're going to convince themselves that that's something that people do. That's why it's in the movie. It's, it's <laughs> fine. People do it all the time. Do you think they just came up with fucking. Do you think they I, just came up with this? Somebody's probably done it, right? Yeah. a class. I had a classmate that died from fucking car surfing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the plot of it is a college football coach under pressure to produce a winning season looks the other way at his players' excesses. Yeah. It's good. It's it's funny. and But it's got a big anti-steroid storyline. All right. I'll look it up. Money Glad trains I'm in the right. Plex. Money trains ready to go in the Plex. Oh, man. I'm going to watch Money Train soon. All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Yo, it's your boy Gushwaffle. Hey, how's Son. it going, buddy? We're on a. Uh, uh, we're 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 you're always at the end. We're on a uh, uh, a tight schedule here. So what's up, Gushwaffle? I know, I know. My phone, my phone was dumb, but then I realized, oh wait, I'm using Wi-Fi, and I have like a shit ton of torrents running. So 
bandwidth was crap. Anyway, um, first things first, when you said who, who uh, what restaurant does uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan own? I didn't know he owned one. No, the one, the guy from uh, from Undercover Boss, the guy that looks like Hacksaw, he ran, was it the Wings Place? No, he ran. Remember. I, I don't remember him. Fuck. Well, I can't remember the name of either, but I remember, the, I, I remember watching the episode, and I couldn't get this thought out of my head, and no one got the joke, but I, I said it out loud when I saw the guy, I said, I saw, first thing I saw was, uh, was, um, Bubba, get the table. Bubba's gonna get that joke, but I get it. Bubba the Bubba uh, Dudley would go get the tables, and he would toss people yeah, through like, them. Yeah, I get that one. It was like get That's like wrestling. Bubba get the table. That's the first thing I thought. So there's that one. Um, what's another thing? Also, feel bad about seeing people fucking in public. I literally, you know, you don't know beat out like Grand Hand on like. Where that like uh, lighthouse is? But we'd walk. Uh, uh, Kush waffles. I'm biting my nails right now. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm not gonna go into details. But what if my I had sex with her in, out on the <laughs> beach in broad daylight? <laughs> in so, the beach on broad daylight. Feel that? Yeah. I mean, so do not. So don't feel bad. Yeah, it's it's not the worst. I mean, I think we all do it, and I think the polite thing to do is just to run away if you see it, right? Run away, terrified. Well, no one cared because we were so far off that no one was going to really see us. Okay. And I was at a point that I was at a point where it was just like you know, fuck it, I don't care at this point because just horny I shit. Was, I was just like you know. Fucking at this point, I think she's probably going to break up the video. And sure enough, she did. But that's a point. But, you know. Last hurrah, sort of thing, right? You know, don't feel feel too bad about it because, you know, major things have happened on my side of, you know, the border. So, anyway. But you didn't get caught. That's good. Oh, no, no, no. I did not get caught because, well, unlike Ingham County sheriffs, like I've ranted on about here a lot. The sheriffs out in that end of the state are kind of lax because there's so much open land. It's like, what's the fucking point? So, you know, you know, they don't really give a shit at a certain point. And, you know, had my good time. Also, speaking of, you know, fucking a lot, I literally found myself in the last week, so i myself out. Wearing yourself out? No, whoring myself out. I don't know. I don't know, Kush Waffles. That's, that's, it, you sex worked yourself out. Let's go with that. <laughs> let's, you know, let's, you know, God's working all of us. Let's go with that. Part. Let's, that's a better way to put it. But the best way to put it is I have been sex working myself out to a woman who I know her husband votes for Trump. So that's a little bit of joy for me. Okay, okay, okay. Well, congratulations on the sex, Kush Waffles. We got to get this next caller on. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, like, yes, my biggest practice. Anyway, I want to leave off with one little fun game to play amongst yourself after I leave. Okay. Um, should all of you, 
talk to everybody because, like, that's where somebody says, hey, what if I made, like, an Indian movie about, like, the whole dirtbag uh, must podcast scene? How would you cast everybody for this movie? Get anybody for yourself, for Chapo, for everyone else? Well, who do you pick? For me, I would like to have Johnny... No, not him. No, hold on. Give me a second. Who's who's a guy right now that could really play me? You know, Jason Statham. I wanna, I wanna yeah, Jason Statham. Who, Jason Statham is who I, I would have play me. Okay, I want to see who they get for Matt because sadly uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead, and he would have been perfect. He's right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You're right there. I'll have to ask Could around. You imagine Philip Seymour Hoffman doing a bit, a word for word. A uh, uh, reading of some of Matt's like rants that would have like give that man an Oscar right now. Right? Yeah. 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 That's an interesting thought experiment. I I will spend time thinking about that. Also, one last one. Who do you think we get for Felix? That's the, Felix? That's the wild card. One. Fucking John Cena, baby. <laughs> no. Oh, I would have picked for Felix just for shits and giggles. Who? Um, uh, Zayn Malik. Okay, okay. I'll I'll have to look him up. I hope we're not hurting his feelings here. Felix is oh, one of my no, best no. friends. He, he, no, no. Zayn Malik was in uh, One Direction. He was the one that like went solo and actually oh. had a good career aside from like Harry Styles. Oh, he is handsome. Handsome. I said handsome. Fancy and handsome. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling, Kushwaffles. We, we're uh, we're running out of time here. Yeah, we we're almost four in minutes left. Anyway, be easy. Peace, Peace, dude. I was biting my nails there a few times. Yeah, a little there's... nervous. Weed waffles is never... weed waffles is a roller coaster ride. Never what you're gonna get. Love it. All right, last call to end them all. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, it's uh, it's Doc in America. What's up? What's up, Doctor America? <laughs> What's up, Doc? I like that. Uh, it's uh, not much. What's going on? I guess I'm a troop now. A what? Are you? What, wait, <laughs> what's your job? Uh, like, I want to guess your job. Is it a doctor? Have you yeah, called, yeah. right? You're no, in Georgia. Just... No, no, I've called. I've called twice. Okay. Okay. I apologize. Uh. So uh, you're docking it up out there, and uh, people are cheering for you and thanking you for your service now. No, only on the internet. Oh, oh, people don't say you. Well, I guess you're not out. You're probably working the whole time. Yeah, well, and I, I'll just tell you, Brian. The way I look uh, outside of work, I, no one's going to assume I'm a physician. <laughs> 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 well, it is. It, it has to really be an interesting time because, like in America, a lot of people like really hate doctors in a way because it costs them money and they don't want to come in contact with them. But like at this point yeah. now, if you're a doctor or a nurse, like people are like cheering for you, and celebrities are coming on the internet and saying like, "Keep your chin up, doc." You know, it's, and it's gotta be like a, is that a, like a, cause I knew a few people that have been in the military that have a really weird time with the thank you for your service people and people that come and put their hand on your shoulder and say, thank you for your service. Is it an odd feeling? Yeah. The one thing I, and I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I feel a little bit guilty about is, uh, 
objectively, and it's, it is a bit of a mess. Like, it is a little stressful, I won't lie to you, but objectively, I have less work now than I had prior to corona. And I, you know, I, I've explained a little bit. I'm a, I'm a family doctor, so uh, I work delivering kids. I work, you know, with old people, just kind of like a general practitioner of sorts. And, uh, you know, we're not doing kind of regular visits except for, with some exceptions. So, so in general, I have a lot more time. But if I'm slacking on things, like, yeah, I'm part of our local DSA and I, I'm trying to be, I'm involved in some other stuff. And if I'm slacking on things, everyone assumes that I'm doing something really important instead of dicking around. So <laughs> that's been kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, uh, I've been taught, I, I call my doctor for visits now. I mean, I stopped, but are, are you mostly dealing with like anxiety at this point? Yeah, I I have a unique patient group. I I pretty much exclusively take care of undocumented folks. Okay, um, oh. but they do have kind of uniquer issues. Now, most of them are also the, the especially the dudes that are, that are in my panel. They uh, they're like uh, essential because they mostly do construction. Okay. 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 Uh, but yeah, yeah. My I was doc- gonna I mentioned. Sorry, go ahead. My doctor was telling me when I called her that, like, basically what they're do, what what she my my general practitioner is that like we're now managing the anxiety of our patients because a lot of people have like heavy high anxiety. Now my doctor has chosen not to do anything about it, but uh, I I just was curious if that was your experience too because people people are really freaked. Yeah, I, so there, there is some of that. I think that um, it's not as much. I don't know. I, it, there's some of that. I, it's really tough for my patients who are on uh, buprenorphine yeah. and, uh, or, and stuff like that. That's actually been really challenging. But on the other hand, I've got all of a sudden they've let me, you know, refill their scripts without them coming in and stuff, which has been really nice for some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to, do you have to put on like a doctor's so, so, coat and stuff when you do like video conferencing? <laughs> my, my clinic doesn't have the money or the tech to do the video conference. Okay. I'm just on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing therapy on the phone too. He was like, "Do you care if we do it on a phone or do you want to do video?" And I was like, "I don't want to fucking do video. It's pain in the ass, you know." <laughs> like every yeah, video. No, do I. <laughs> my doctor tried to do. It was funny because my doctor, when I had an appointment, wanted to do video with me, and she did say you know, let's do FaceTime, and somehow she couldn't figure out how to do FaceTime. And it's like, FaceTime's, like... Built in. Yeah, it's just, you dial the number and you're on <laughs> FaceTime, you know? But whatever, it, it, uh... Uh, it's whatever. Yeah. But what I was, I was gonna call to just talk a little bit about the... So the hospital I work at is a little dysfunctional right now with the corona, and I was gonna... It's... It, Hopefully it'll come across, but people are a little bit freaking out. So you know, if I give you the story, and I'll let you guys, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you be. Yeah, please do. Not leave us be. So, please do uh, the other thing. Tell us the story. <laughs> so uh, basically, like I said, so we're not doing elective surgeries, which make possible a lot of money, and they're not doing a specialty clinic. You know, like with the drug specialists, really, except for some telephone visits, and those make the hospital a lot of money. So. They're broke, like super broke right now. And even though we, I mean, we've got Corona where I live, uh, not, not nearly as much as like New Jersey or New York, 
but um but now they're they've been uh they've been firing folks like they fired like 300 people in the hospital like a week ago and uh in particular they gave all the pediatricians all the all the pediatricians that work in the hospital they gave them their notice like with no announcement no nothing and uh so we all kind of freaked out a little bit because that, just to give you a little bit of context, I got, you guys know I, I, uh, I deliver babies and I'm a family doctor, so I know how to take care of a, a, a baby too. I'm not just a, just a labor and delivery. I'm not just an obstetrician, but, uh-huh. but like it can still get really hairy. <laughs> so you need to have the pediatricians there. Cause they like, like, I don't know how to stick a tube down a baby's throat if they're not breathing and stuff. Right. And it, my impression is the administrators didn't really understand that. They were just like, well, we don't have a lot of kids in the hospital, so we could probably save some money if we get rid of these pediatricians. <laughs> and that's the hospital is kind of freaking out right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, we're not, I mean, just to put it in, like if a sick kid comes to, and we're the only, I mean, I live in a pretty rural spot, and we're the only big hospital for, like, hundreds of miles actually so if uh if a uh, real sick kid comes in and they're too sick for like the emergency doctor to do something they'll just be like uh well let's get him on a plane and send him somewhere else oh my <laughs> that's, uh, i actually heard about pretty bad <laughs> i did hear about some of the more rural hospitals being sort of like overwhelmed i like in in, in the context i was like a montana uh, in Montana, a bunch of celebrities ended up going there and they like had to be like, Hey, Hey, I know you want to be away from society and stuff, but our hospitals are not equipped to take care of too many people, right. you know? So like, don't bring a yeah, hundred fucking I mean, people with you or whatever. To give you a little bit of info, I'm, I'm kind of close to the four corners region, um, uh, in the Southwest. And, uh, Oh, that's so now of the, the of the coronavirus. So I guess about forty percent of the folks who've gotten sick and who've been hospitalized or have died in where I live have all been indigenous, and they're coming from really, really, really rural parts of the of of the country out here. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean it's the same kind of experience everywhere. Like mostly people of color and stuff getting it and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but I'm glad you're out there, like, <laughs> you're ready to help any way you can, but... Yeah, well, but, like, I mean, from in terms of my material stuff, I'm, like, I'm pretty mellow, you know? I don't know, it's just, like, because I don't have a lot of, like, the busy work. Right. So it's a nice... But, and, Brett, I wanted to empower you. I, uh, I went one-on-one, and I washed my hands and whatnot and everything. You can probably go get a tattoo if you call, you know... I would approve this from a physician standpoint. I got a sweet belly piece during the, during all of this. <laughs> you went and got a tattoo? Yeah, yeah. I got a, I mean, not the first one or anything, but I'm just saying is you, I, in an earlier episode, you, you seemed very concerned about it. Like yeah. all things considered, you could probably do it. All right. I'm going to get a home tattoo. Thank you. Thank you, doctor, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. giving me that prescription. <laughs> the second I need yeah, it. Yeah. You should, man. I mean, we could probably get somebody here. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks yeah, for calling they, I mean, in, doc. We got better. Yeah. No worries. Y- y'all have a good night. All right.
Thank you, Doc. That's the show. Good time. Good time. A little horny, a little gross. But uh, yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Street Fighter Radio. We continue to spread this mess across the U.S. every single week, two times a week. You can hear it Wednesday night. You can hear it Sunday night. You can listen to it as a podcast. You can watch it as a live stream. We'd love for you to come hang out with us. Follow us on twitch.tv slash streetfightradio. Um, we'll be streaming some bonus content that may end up on other places. Otherwise, just spread the word. Tell somebody uh, what you heard that we're doing over here. Let everybody know. And uh, if you want to support what we do, patreon.com slash streetfightradio is a place to get started. You can get access to all kinds of wonderful bonus uh, material. So that's that. We're Street Fight Radio. I'm Brett. He's Brian. See you on Wednesday. Peace.